Hello and welcome to another episode of the Plus 6.3 HP podcast reviews edition. I am one of your hosts, John Clemente. Alongside with me are two of my bestest best friend. First up, the guy in the pink shirt, the big headset, the guy that wants us to call him Papa or Daddy, but we don't. Papa, can you Chibox. hear me? Hello, I'm Chibox. <laughs> you can call me Papa, Papa, Papa. Yeah, that's it. No, we don't. Um... And the That's other hard. one on another box towards the left is the handsome guy himself, RJ, a.k.a. Raymond. Hello, everyone. Today's uh, reviews will be quite a treat for all of you guys. Yeah, if this is your first time tuning in, the Plus 63 HP reviews episode is where we deep dive certain shows or movies and really think about how we like it, how we don't, where you should watch it, how you should watch it, and who you should watch it with. Our episodes of this particular program comes out every Tuesdays. We also have a D&D show where where we record our very first D&D playthrough. We are middle-aged men. We've never had resources when we were kids to play D&D, but now we do. And so we are. No, we we, we, we still don't have resources. We still still don't have resources. We still still don't know how to do it. We're having fun doing it. Uh, But those episodes come out every Wednesday. And on Thursdays, we curate a bunch of cool clips, trailers, featurettes, uh, and then react to all of those and uh, show you guys how hyped or not hyped we are for upcoming content. So if you are, if you want to be updated with all of these, with all of these, uh, please hop on youtube.com slash plus six HP, hit that like button. Go into the comments, discuss with us, hit that notification bell so you know when any of our new episodes are dropping. We are also in our socials. So we are also in social media. We have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at plus63hp. If you don't want to watch us, if you don't want to see my face or Chewbacca's face, um, feel free to hop on your favorite podcasting app, search plus63hp. We will be there. We particularly like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon. Please like and review us there as well. It helps with the algorithms and it helps share our voice and build this community of like-minded individuals who just like enjoying content with their friends and family. Why should you hop on our socials or hop on our comments? Because you get a chance to win special prizes whenever we hit channel milestones. Case in point, we finally have picked our 2,000 plus subscriber milestone winner. So Virgo, Virgo, Pisces, Pisces, um, who commented yes. in our Olivia Rodrigo trailer reacts, will be winning. RJ, what is he, what is she winning? What is, what are they winning? That's a fantastic prize of sixty-three dollars. Uh, or it's digital equivalent in her local currency. Get it? Because it's plus 6.3 HP, so we give away $63. Get it? Um, we Not still have one more. What? Not complicated. We still have <laughs> one more uh, um, challenge that is open. So we'll, we'll give it another week or a couple of more videos to gestate. But if you find out what the Chubax challenge is, you may get a chance to win what, Chavax? $25. There you go. An additional It'll just keep $25. going on, even for forever. Forever. All right. Until so, somebody chips in. 
So listen to our episode, comment uh, on that particular video on YouTube, and you might get the chance to win our next $63 milestone gift or the Chubox Challenge of $25. Awesome. So before we start uh, um, diving into the shows that we're discussing this week, if you want to join us next week, next week is going to be a fun, fun week. I think all of us are extremely excited for uh, a bunch of these shows, right? So next week, we will be discussing episode one of Moon Knight. I cannot believe Moon Knight is going to be out next week. So watch Moon Knight when it drops on said Wednesday of the week. And then uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll discuss. We will also continue discussing the episode two of Halo. So if Hello. you have us, join us, you know, second episode of 10. And our main movie of the week next week, we've pushed this out a couple of weeks because we just found a couple of other uh, shows and content we need to discuss is that Netflix uh, movie, Korean movie, The Pirates, The Last Royal Treasure. So watch that. We'll discuss it next week. But this week, we have really, really cool stuff. Um, yeah. In our A block, we are going to be discussing episode one of Halo, um, episode entitled Contact. And for our main topic, again, I'm jealous even more because my two brothers <laughs> were able to watch the movie together. Um, so I don't I don't like this anymore. I think I'm not going to in, allow this anymore. In love seats. In love seats. Uh, we were in love seats. I, uh, so yeah, I think I'm going to have to like uh, uh, put a stop. <laughs> like no more, no more movies together without me. But they, they were able to watch finally the Batman in the cinema. In the cinema. <clears throat> dive into that. So without further ado, a little bit of stats on the Halo TV series before we dive into the synopsis and discuss. Again, it's based on the video game the Halo. Uh, produced by Xbox Game Studios. This particular series was developed by Kyle Killen and Stephen Crane. Kyle Killen has had other shows like uh, uh, The uh, the Closer, uh, 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 Major Crime. So not nothing really standing out there. Um, but one of the stars or the person playing Master Chief himself, Pablo Schreiber, Schreiber, um, the only note around him is he is actually in talks, and this is just rumors, but he is in talks to play Wolverine for Marvel. No, so he just started, really? uh, yeah, they just started saying that they're in meetings this week. So that's the uh, uh, you know, the new thing that I've uh, read about him. What's uh, and the entire uh, so one of the executive producers here, or, or many executive producers of this show, but most notably Steven Spielberg is one of this, uh, the producers. So quality should be good. Um, usually they would they say that the uh, average runtime per episode will be around 59 minutes, so an hour per episode. It is slated to have uh, uh, 10 episodes. Um, but the total budget of the entire series will be $200 million. So $200 million, so they're averaging $20 million, $20 million per episode. But I'm a little bit um, 
um, concern because mm. like the first episode's budget was ninety million dollars. So I'm hoping like a lot of those uh, scenes were used, uh, reused in every scene. So that is the Halo uh, initial stats. We'll find more stats as the series goes along. Uh, Trubox will be taking <coughs> over now to give us a synopsis of what had happened in episode one, entitled "Contact." Contact. So we begin with Halo. Uh, that episode one contact. Uh, it's the year twenty five fifty two, and there's a planet called Madrigal. And in this Madrigal, basically, just to set up that um, the U.S. and the UNSC is like the go- the main government mm-hmm. or the military arm of the government of the core worlds, and there's like rebel rebels or insurrectionists mm-hmm. or terrorists or whatever they call that just want freedom or you know um typical you know typical uh don't want to in be, the outer realms yes yeah. they don't want to be under the thumb of the the main government the or government. the ruling body mm-hmm. so technically these spartans were made by dr halsey as their biggest weapons against the insurrectionist but during this battle as they're fighting the covenant came in the covenant is like a group of alien different alien races that have formed a covenant uh, as it is named and they they haven't said what they want yet but they're eradicating everything they see so we start in the planet madrigal where we meet uh a teenager named kwan ha kwan and oh and you want to pop the trailer box too while we're good good. thank you so kwan ha is the daughter of the one of the generals or the general for Majigal, and we see like snippets of you know the um this ragtag group of rebels uh they're just playing cards you know talking about how scary the spartans are um they're how they're different from the marines and they, they just mm-hmm. kill 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 and okay. that um we also see a, a like an uh news report that uh this guy is trying to with the help of jinha is trying to settle peace peace talks with UNSC, and then mm-hmm. uh, as they're doing that, Kwanha and her friends go out tripping outside of the their like a uh, fort or their what did, what did they call it outpost? outpost. And outpost. They go they go looking for some uh, you know mushroom druggies and stuff. Yeah, you know, they, I'm not uh, familiar with plant based like drugs. Yes, yes. plant based natural um, recreational drugs. So he she find accidentally uh, stumbles into the one of a covenant ship which she doesn't know what it is. So as she r- runs and she's scared, all her friends are killed. She runs in back to the outpost and they get ready for a fight, but they're decimated by covenant forces, mostly elites. Uh, elites is one type of uh, like uh, one of their alien races, and. The effects are kind of disappointing for the elites. <laughs> you know, I think if you wanted to start that, actually, like, for that, the, for that main entrance scene, yeah. I mean, when, it's not, fi- when the fighting started, I was like, yeah, it's <sighs> like the big reveal too. Is like when they come in from the smoke from the gate. It was like, mm-hmm. oh my god! But um, we we've watched enough uh, corridor crew to know that you know fire and smoke effects are very difficult. That's why most people like when they do mm-hmm. fight scenes. 
CG fight scenes. It's either super quick cuts or in the dark, so they can cover a lot of the the imperfections. But this yeah. one's like, ooh, like even them light. walking through the smoke and light. fire with no particle effects is like, ah, all right. It's like yeah. kind of disappointed, but there's some stuff that are good that yeah, I like, really no, enjoy. Yeah. That particular scene was kind of uh, disastrous, but most of the fight scene was fu- was fun. You know, the um, and then the um, silver team had headed by uh, ooh, that's a nice omen or DND, a uh, silver team. I um, know, right? Silver team. Uh, silver team headed by Master Chief or John One One Seven drops in from a uh, from a pelican John or one of their dropships, and they fight, but they're like most of the people are. Everybody's technically killed. All the aliens mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. all the civilians, except for the civilians that hid in a bunker, all got killed too. Yeah. Except for Quan. I didn't yeah. realize that this was going to be hyper violent, which I appreciated. I know, and I had my kids watching. It's like maybe this is not for me. Good, <laughs> good thing it was just that maybe. like just that start scene. That scene, mm. Actually, and they didn't really show it like very brutally. Yeah, no. I mean, there, there is violence. The fight scene was actually okay. The the outpost fight. Mm. It was just just those first two kills in the when they were getting high. Like mm-hmm. there was her friends getting killed. Oh, like one, one kid the blood like, spatter. lost yeah. legs. No, not even that. The blood spatter is fine. It's like the lost legs and stuff. But so, anyways, so uh, the sil- silver team comes in, mops up. Pretty good fight scenes. Nice movements for. Clunky armor, but they they, they kind of made it work. Um, mm-hmm. Still kind of iffy on the the shield effects, like the when they're shooting at the the elites. I still I'm still not kind of mm-hmm. convinced that you know they do that shield properly. But I do love the scene where one of uh, one of the silver team, I think it was Kai, who was uh, trapped under um, behind cover, and like mm-hmm. three elites coming in. And then Master Chief just jumps out, and knowing that he has armor and shield, he just draws fire, and he's just firing. Yeah. And then one, and one, th- once the armor sa- the armor goes down, he hides, and then you hear that he hides. Uh, hear that so that's sound. where I, I kind of so one when uh, you know it, it, you, you, hear, you have goosebumps when you finally hear the familiar sounds of the game in the movie. So that was one when. Like he started getting fire, and then he headed. He waited until like it was like all right, oh, okay, it's it's still the same. And the way they did it, like it didn't take me out of the the show, you know, because like mm-hmm. some some stuff like uh, remember Doom, Doom, a Doom with a uh, Carl mm-hmm. Urban, yeah, uh, Doom, had, okay, Doom. yeah, with The Rock and Carl Urban. There was mm-hmm. a scene where he did that first person. Thingy, it really takes you out, you know. This one, this one was pretty well handled. So anyway, so master. Well, um, I uh, like I like Halo's first person scenes. Um, yeah, 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 because in a way, it, it was natural. They didn't force it like Carl Urban with a with a gun killing the thing. So it, it just looked weird in Doom. But anyway, so anyways, um, so everybody they they survive except uh, they all die except uh, Quan Ha, and they tra- they trace um. But they're they're looking for something, so they immediately leave the outpost, and they head to the cave where Quan Ha found, saw the aliens at first, and they find an artifact. Artifact, and this artifact, um, touched by Master Chief, reveals some visions that he doesn't understand mm-hmm. yet. 
but it's assumed that it's his memories before that uh, was sealed. Um, so I guess I'm not gonna go too much spoiler on the game so that there, uh, mm-hmm. the our listeners won't get spoiled. But so he sees visions, and then from an artifact that uh, either the Covenant were hiding or were. Oh, I guess they were trying to find it too because they just arrived today, right? Mm-hmm. So they're trying to find it, and then uh, one elite escaped, and Master Chief is affected in a way that we don't know how, but he sends his the rest of the team home, and he follows in a condor with with Quan Han. So, um, so throughout this, we get you know back and forth scenes with UNSC Command High Command. We meet Dr. Halsey, who's like their chief scientist who created the Spartans. And it's the typical scientist who, who wants to create, doesn't care about you know, repercussions much. But, well, it's hard not to say that, but she's like, how, how do you describe her? Like, uh, she's iffy in the morals, on the ethics. But I mean, she yes. kind of cares for the end game, so maybe the end justifies the means. It's kind of her outlook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there we go. So she's like uh, uh, banging heads with one of the, ge- I assume a general or somebody above her, and then we also meet uh, Miranda Keys, uh, another kind of scientist that's in charge of alien tech that they retrieve. You know, alien studying tech, those, yeah. and it showed that she's not in good uh, terms with uh, Dr. Halsey. And we also show that the, the general, this one, shut down cloning and AI, right? Mm-hmm. He told Miran that, uh, she told Keith that uh, that's not a no-go. That's like, continue your science stuff, but legally. I think that's one of the terms that she said. <laughs> legally and safely that's or something right. like that. So, but we assume that she's kind of doing something like with cloning and stuff, but... And we don't even see Cortana in this episode. So, anyways, um, we ba- go back to the ship. Master Chief is still very affected by this, and they also see that in in the lab in by Halsey, they they are seeing some uh, changes in his body, and then um, they try to discuss with Quan Ha. This is kind of a weird scene where Miranda Keys tries to talk to Quan Ha to. Uh, what was the term? Further their propaganda. Yeah, to make like, peace. Yeah, to, to be on behalf of the UNSC. To give an Amazon review yeah. about what had happened. And, yeah, to, about <laughs> to, make, to make the Spartans look good in the UNSC. To have peace with the other insurgents or their yeah, other outer realm. More of the outposts. Because yeah. they're fighting the aliens. But for me, I don't... I didn't see the opposite argument. Yeah, it's prop- it's their propaganda, but they are in a war with... True. With, with the aliens, you know, so it's just, I mean, I, again, everything there yeah, was well, like, okay. kind of like, but imagine like being asked to do something right after your entire, your entire uh, uh, family, your entire family, country yeah. is murdered right in front of you. But like, um, actually, um, can you give us a review? How awesome? Yeah, but it wasn't <laughs> them that killed the family, it was That's aliens, true. That's true. you know. But then again, I see. Correct. I guess I kind of see her point, knowing that she found <clears throat> her, her mom later on. So anyways, no, not just that. You also you also have to add the point that um, her father has been fighting against the UNSC for 
years because of the mom, right? But they've been they've been fighting against them, and they didn't believe the propaganda videos that the UNSC have been uh, sharing. So technically, UNSC has been sharing news about the covenant, and these outer realms don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. And then when it suddenly happened that these aliens came and that the um, Spartans were actually on their side, they started to feel, wow, they're on our side. Remember that guy with the beard? He was like, Mm -hmm. oh, shit, let's fight. You know, since they're on our side, let's fight, right? Because they were thinking all the while that Spartans were there to destroy them. But then, then, you know, so that's what she grew up with, I think messing up her decision thought but uh i think madrigal is pretty much empty for her to ask for independence yeah Yeah, (laughs) just for her then and they can fight by themselves (laughs) but then but anyways i digress so we continue we also uh, have a scene with a high charity the one of the motherships of the covenant where we meet uh, mercy one of the one of the highest uh, prophets or one of the leaders of the covenant who reports to a human. It seemed like that, right? So yes, yeah, so that's the thing that I was going because like I haven't played the early stories before. I don't remember Mercy. I don't remember I don't, having Mercy, a human. I remember, I, human I remember Mercy. I remember Mercy. I remember High Charity, but there's no human. I think this is just their way of there's finding no. a way out of the effects, like. They can show that human as the bad guy, and then Mercy will just come in, come in and out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they yeah. don't have to keep showing Mercy. But it's a good wrinkle. We'll see. We'll see how it how it uh, affects or changes the going forward. So there, uh, um, Admiral Par- Paragoski is the one that's uh, been clashing with Halsey. So. Anyways, um, Quan definitely refuses to cooperate, and they do an article seventy-two. Did I say that? is that the correct number? Where, seventy-two. Yes, yeah, to they order um, to, Ma- to Master kill, Chief uh, to kill Quan Ha, and Master Chief having having I don't know like the visions and stuff, and starting just existential starting to, crisis. Yeah, <laughs> um, helps her, and um. He, they, so they tried to take the matters in their own hands and they tried to control the ship. They turn off the oxygen, but Chief is able to fight her, his way out of it. They crash land. And I love here the, the small tidbit with Halsey ordering the Spartans to protect Chief at all costs. Like, just, mm. uh, you know, you can apprehend him. Neutral, even even apprehend. if they're friendlies? Yeah, there's no friendlies even if, if they're, they're against the Chief. Right? <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. There so are I, no friendlies. <laughs> I hope that that continues because you know the, the Spartans really grew up together. So I I hope that yeah. they don't go Spartan against Spartan. I mean, the covenant is hard enough. So anyways, yeah. uh, so when Chief was able to control it, and Chief has the um like the one on one with the Quan Ha, and to to prove that uh, Chief is on Quan Ha side, he removes his helmet. We've never seen in the game. Sure. I mean, he's yeah. removed his helmet in the game, but we've never seen his face. Yeah, never but never showed face. the face. Yeah. So uh-huh. here we see his face, and I don't know how. It's surprising, I actually. That. I thought that they'd take a little bit longer. 
to yeah, do they it. Went, they went straight to it. Yeah, not on episode one. <laughs> I was like, all right, okay, we're yeah. actually doing it. I don't know how I feel about it, but they, so they feel it, and then the condor, or it looks like a pelican, but I, I heard him say condor. It lands. Condor. Yeah, and then they're surrounded, and I love that. I still love that. This part is just so cool, where they're all pointing already at the soldiers, <laughs> and the soldiers looking. Is he pointing at me when when they're trying to breach the door? Uh, that's part that looks like he's pointing. He's aiming at me. But anyways, um, before they breach, Chief uh, last ditch effort, um, opens the or touches the artifact again, and it emits like a something like an EMP burst, right? Turns everything mm. off mm. except for the ship, and they're able to escape. And uh, we got some reveals here that um, Doctor Halsley is Miranda's mom. Yep. And yes. And the well, from the dad, which is like some general who never advanced in career. Yeah. Because of the mom. And then, <laughs> and then uh, it's revealed that he, what he, what Chief saw was a. Uh, his memories, which Halsey sealed, and he's getting access to it, but he doesn't know yet that it's his memories. And that's like the. At first, when I saw he was seeing the memories, I was like, "Oh, it's a stereotypical thing," but then he, in the memory, there was the artifact, so that made it more ooh, nice, nice, a little nice. There, more, I, more, I, I, more that's the thing that kind of confused me about this. It's like, okay, and why did the the human with mercy also has access to that artifact? That was their their question, right? Or what? That's yeah. what they want. That's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. They wanted that artifact, mm-hmm. and it was it was to- taken from her. But yeah, that's so. That's episode of episode one of Halo, titled Covenant. Okay, okay. your thoughts. Yeah. Thoughts, RJ. What did you think about the first episode? Initial reactions in general, too. I don't know what level of fandom you are with uh, Halo, so it'll also be like a good reset on on how things are. Well, I actually like the Halo game uh, from from the first one that I played was was from the original Xbox, and I didn't pursue getting. Xboxes further down the road only because there were more games in PlayStation that I enjoyed. <laughs> Maybe because of the Final Fantasy series back then. So I, if I had to make a call, Halo would have been one of the main games that I only would have gotten an Xbox. But I've spent hours playing with Chubox. Um, we had, you know, we, we kept playing that PvP. Uh, Chubox would always throw that plasma grenade like a cheap ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> from behind you know anyway but it was fun it, um it, i love the sound uh the music of the game and even here i like the it was it was pretty good um the sound effects as what Chubax mentioned recharging of the shield uh the first person it, it was very nostalgic but if i had to be honest the covenant didn't look menacing enough it looked too fake. Um, yes, you're right with the fire effects and the entrance was quite empty. Um, sometimes Quan Ha's acting was a little too much for me. Um, or it wasn't in the same level of fear as everyone else in town. I don't know. It, it, that kind of stood out. A good note, though, that she speaks to her father in Korean, so mm-hmm. they're Koreans. Mm-hmm. 
Um, eh, I like the game. I like the story, but there are some some extra tweaks, as you said. The human being the what do you call that? The what was her position there? The human in the covenant. The covenant. I don't. I for, I didn't. She called Wait, him. I. I didn't catch. They called her. They called her something, like a high, or anyway. So whatever position she was, it kind of took me off track. But I know it's the first episode. Let's see where it leads. Um, action scenes were not bad. Were not bad, but effects could have been better. That's that's basically my thought on it. Yeah, I uh, again, I'm not as big uh, of a halo fan as you know other people in this collector box um i don't i i also don't even like remember finishing a lot of the story campaigns although i do love the pvp and the shooting big fan of bungie that's why i was a, a destiny addict for a very very long time um I'm the, the the weird thing about this show is when i was researching about it for the show is they really didn't even take a lot of inspiration from the games. Like the, they didn't connect with, they purposely did not want to connect with the game developers, the game writers, because they wanted to kind of show a different side of Master Chief or the different side of Halo, make it a little bit more human. This is not a game turned into a show. This is just a show inspired by a game. So. Um, I again surprised seeing Master Sheep's face, surprised about um, some of the decisions here. Um, this is one of those uh, times where I really wish uh, they knocked the CGI because it really took me away from the coolness of what this had been happening. Like the actions were cool. I like the fight scenes. It's fast. It's TV. So I wasn't expecting like super duper high quality, but there's a certain bar that you have to hit in terms of these giant aliens that I hope just like more creative angles, creative direction could have hidden. And they were out and about. Like there's a lot of close-ups for the Covenant, like even their facial structure. I was like, <laughs> like maybe what maybe not a close-up, maybe like maybe a close-up exactly. of a different spot. Like, let's do that. But uh um, it is the first episode. Um, to be honest, I am less hyped now than when I was waiting for it to come out. Like when I was waiting for it to come out, I was like, ah, oh, let's go. Like it's Halo. Mm. Uh, I love Halo Infinite right now. I haven't finished it yet, but I, I've been, you know, from time to time, I have Xbox in my bedroom and I'll play PvP and it's great. Um, it's Steven Spielberg, it's Paramount Plus. They do really, really well with Discovery and their effects there is great. So I'm ass- I was assuming that this could be close. Um, so yeah, I was, I was before I was thinking like maybe I'd be like a an eight or a nine on this series. And then when I first watched the first episode, I was like, I need to bump it down one or two points just because um, you know all some of the, the the creative decisions is not really like hitting me yet. But again, it's the first episode, so that's what I think. Yeah. How about you, Chibox? You are the main fan here. You are the yeah. arbiter of Halo. So, so for me, I'm I'm more hyped in a sense that coming in, I was very scared. I was very nervous. And now that I've seen the first episode, 
I know which scale it is. So I can be hyped for it in that scale. So I'm not hyped for it like I'm hyped for Obi-Wan. I'm not hyped for it like I'm hyped for Moon Knight. You know, those are like, you know, stop everything and watch. This one is going to be in the sevens, you know. So maybe eight. Or it could even go higher. As you said, this is the first episode. But it's not bad. So there, there's that. I like it. The, the, yeah, the, the, the effects is the main egregious one. But then again... If that's the main egregious one, I'm already happy because mm. they can fix that. You know, you know what I mean. In the future, this one, it's the story, the world building, and they're getting that pretty good. I mean, not great, but it's pretty. It's interesting. I like it. I like that there's mm-hmm. other part. Mm-hmm. I like the world. I like the the characters that are coming out. So it's interesting. So I'm I'm excited to go forward. And I, I, I mean, t- to be honest, though, the the way mm-hmm. the way that they did the Spartans, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Yes. I'm happy the uniform, the costumes, the unique costumes. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I like it. I like the team. <clears throat> I like, you know, the first five minutes. I love when you kind of set the tone very well, very concisely, and then you know, like, oh, Spartans, one marine is one Spartan is equal to a hundred marines. They hundred never marines. Die. So it's like, okay, cool. All right. Okay, it's like I and like the, that, and okay. they call him the demon, the demon, the chief. yeah. It's that mm-hmm. happens in the games too. But, um, with regards to what your comment a while ago about, um, uh, like other games be, um, being made by people who love the game, and this one, this show is like they, they purposely stayed away from the game, or you know, mm-hmm. just went with the lore or something like that. For me, that's not the argument, just make a good one. Whether you're mm. doing it obsessed with the game or not obsessed, if it's good, we'll follow. You know, we'll watch it if it's good. So, this one, there's potential. I'm seeing the good. So, hopefully, you know, whether it's different from the game. I mean, do you want to watch the game again? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're right, you're right. Play it, or, you know. So, something different is good. I'm, I usually don't like the... The main guy being wanted, you know, like uh, being after the mm-hmm. the whole UNSC, especially, and it's chief, you know. Every, but I'm sure they're gonna turn that quickly because here he's like in the trailer we see scenes where he has resources and stuff. So I don't think he's gonna be yes. wanted too too much. And with with Doctor Halsey behind him, he he's gonna see. Look at that fucking. So they're gonna turn that around. So yeah, I'm I'm hi- more hyped in a lower level. So I mean, let's see where it goes. So we'll, we'll finish this. Yeah, I mean, it. I uh, stole somebody's Paramount Plus login to watch this, so I will be watching this. Quality is great. Like I was watching it in my 4K TV. I was like, it's just, it's just so, that first um, fight scene with some of the effects. Yeah, and usually, I mean, the 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 thing with with TV series is they they get the hang of again hiding the limitations of effects better. The more that they get that mm-hmm. to go along, so um, I'm I'm still like very interested in making sure that you know we we have an opportunity to see this show develop. But uh, for now, um, uh, this is episode one, Contact of Halo in Paramount Plus. We will continue our week on week discussion about uh, uh, this show uh, next week. We'll discuss episode two along with Moon Knight. Um, but before we move on Ooh. to our main topic of discussion, uh, how do we rate episode one of Halo? Uh, let's start with you, Jay. 
for me, um, maybe because I was looking for a little bit more game-like elements uh, and disappointment in how the Covenant was uh, looks like, I start with a low six. Six. Yeah. I yes. I am actually same with you. Um, I am at a six as well. I think you know the trailers, the hype, the actors yeah. that they put on them, them saying that they're gonna show Chief's face, yada yada yada. Leading up to the show, I was more hyped. I think I was going to be seven or eight, and then seeing it in action. I but this is like a high six. This is kind of like a six where. I'm anticipating room for growth. I kind of feel oh, that this show is going to be, this will be better as it goes along. And it's 10 episodes. So there's going to be a lot mm. of junk episodes in between. But I feel those junk episodes are the ones that, you know, they're padding the series so they can get more money <laughs> so that they can have a better season two or better season three business or so. True. How about you, Chibak? I'll be a solid seven. Because just, just okay. because I was already... Expecting it lower, so okay, that's a good score for me. Actually, that's fair because you have to look at it from how what you expected in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I expected something awesome like the trailer. I was looking forward to it, but episode trailer versus episode one, it it was a bit uh, underwhelming. So, but th- although I've given a six, there's definitely um, hope. That the Room, next yeah. episodes will be, yeah, yeah. It was just that it was so hyped because yep. you know it's Halo. They did a huge name. They did a bang up job with the trailer. So oh, absolutely, oh. and and it it's still promising. Don't get me wrong, but you know from the trailer that suddenly episode one, it your your first episode should be that episode that kind of hooks you to the rest of the season. No, because and I expected a little bit because um. This has been in production hell for so long. So I yeah. think the pilot, the pilot suffered from that. So hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, we get a lot of room for Hopefully it gets better. No, of course, absolutely. Yeah. They have good actors. So that yeah. is episode one of Halo. We now move on to our uh, oh. main event for today. I still am very, very jealous and butthurt that I did not watch this with you guys because <laughs> I feel that this is one of those movies that... Um, after well, we have this avenue, but if if I were there, we'd probably go out for drinks and discuss right after. But um, uh, let's run the trailer, Travax, while I give out a little bit of stats. Um, you know, as RJ prepares to give us our synopsis. So, uh, the Batman in Batman directed voice. by Matt Reeves Matt of um, Reeves. Uh, what, what do you call this? Planet, uh, of, Planet the of the Apes fame, Cloverfield fame. So renowned Ooh. American director, very cool. Stars um, Robert Cullen from, <laughs> um, from the Twilight series. No, uh, Rob Pat, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, Paul Dano as the the unrecognizable Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Um, the Penguin. Very cool Jeffrey Wright uh, playing a watcher, Uatu, in, in the MCU, but also playing James Gordon in this universe. Um, other notable actors that were in this movie is Andy Serkis as this universe's um, um, Alfred. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I think him needed like 
10 times more like Alfred him. time. Uh, John Turturro as, you know, the always ever-present uh, mob uh, gangster boss in a lot of Batman stories, Carmine Falcone. We have uh, Peter Sarsgaard. Um, he's uh, Gil Coulson, one of the DAs uh, in that particular universe as well. And then many, many more notable actors. Uh, currently... It is at a 600.4 million box office. Pretty cool because this movie was between 150 and 200 million dollars made. So they've already made three times their production budget, which means it's so that's successful. Very successful. Yeah. Cinematography is Greg Fraser. Um, and we talked about him uh, in our last review as well. He, he is the one responsible for movies in the He's uh, in Rogue One. So, you know, it's very, very textual. Very, very cool. Trebox, who's the music by? He is our time's John Williams. Who's John Williams? uh, No, it's like our time's John Williams is this guy. Oh, the same guy who did the last one? Uh, I forgot the name again. It's Michael Giacchino. He is everywhere. He does pretty much everything. MCU. He's, he's, he's in every big blockbuster. Another note for Michael Giacchino, he's going to make his directorial debut, uh, presumably Ooh. in the holiday in, in the Halloween in Halloween. He has Werewolf by Night, a special Marvel one shot that will be coming out. It's not f- uh, like formally announced yet, but everybody expects it to come out ha- uh, Halloween. But that's going to be his directorial debut. Uh, we don't know whether it's a musical or anything else, but we just know he's directing it. It's a one shot. It's about Werewolf by Night, who has a lot of ties to Doctor Strange and um, Moon Knight. So that's going to be very, very exciting. All right. Those are the stats. Um, currently, IMDb has it at 8.4 out of 10. Very, very strong score. Rotten yeah. Tomatoes as well is a an 85. So that's good because it means critics and viewers like it also. And Google reviews currently has it at 91%. So it's very, very, cool. very strong stats across the board. Without further ado, Jay. Take us away to the synopsis while we butt in and discuss points about the Batman. It was Halloween when the movie started. Visual depictions of a crime-filled Gotham. Okay, I'm going to screw my voice tomorrow. In different angles and locations, the mayor, Don Mitchell Jr., was watching the news. In no, the wait, before that, was... I have to interrupt. Sorry. So as the go, go, in- go. intro starts, we get the big, big filling the whole screen title title uh, credits of the Batman. The like, Batman. Kind of like the whole, Joker. Like the whole screen. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck, that was so, like, the right. Like, yeah. That was I love I love that. You know, they just wanted to ensure that we knew what we were watching. I know. <laughs> we might, might might have gone in the wrong movie theater, huh? I know. Might end up watching um what was that ambulance or something. Anyway, <laughs> So it starts on, it's, it's Halloween. See a lot of people wearing masks. Um, it shows you how Gotham is filled with crime. You've got people doing vandalisms. You've got people stealing from, from uh, the stores in, in their masks. Um, and yet, um, whenever they see the bat signal in the sky, they have fear. That's cool. So this means, yeah. yeah I mean, so that's people the... think twice. Yeah. 
one of the things that a lot of because we've 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 been getting a lot of Batman reboots, so we've been getting a lot of either like they have to reintroduce this again. So I like the fact that year two Batman is he can't be anywhere everywhere at once, and it's part of his 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 monologue too. Like he can't Correct. be you know he can't be you know punching every thug in in the city. That's so the, the light. Part. Yeah, like so the light is kind of like all right just gives you pause so the intimidation factor is actually working in his favor no and exactly. i like the, the contrast too the light is the warning but you're scared of the dark yes but then you go down like, remember all the shadows yeah so the guy that robbed the like the dollar store or the the quickie mart got scared of the um, got scared of the shadows uh-huh. to the point that he got bumped <laughs> by yeah, a car. Ran over by a car, <laughs> and he was wearing and the, the, guy... the drop. So that's you know I didn't understand that during during watching the movie, but at the end of the movie, that was kind of the big thing. Is like the the drops that that people use the drugs. The drug. Uh, the mask yeah. that he had is a drop mask. So I was like, all right, cool. I didn't understand. I didn't realize oh, that. Oh, that's nice. And um, the guy who was doing the the um, vandalism when his spray can rolled into the darkness he wouldn't even come close because he knew <laughs> there's a chance that batman might be there and kick his ass you know what i mean mm-hmm. so um he does come out in a very iconic manner in a in a train station so you've got these groups with uh like clown paint clown uh paint on their faces um initiation i guess for this one new member because he only had half, half. a face with a, mm-hmm. with a with a makeup on so his initiation was to beat up this middle-aged almost elderly um asian person from the train but you know he catches on his you know his tingly thing is working so the asian guy runs away but the group the gang catches him so he's about to get beat up but then here you go. You hear some steps, like boots with chains. Then out of the darkness, you see the silhouette forming the buff body of Batman. See, that's one of my favorite things because this is where we've always been used to Batman just like popping out of the shadows, like or disappearing. Yes. Like it's always like the ninja Batman. So correct. This was the first time that I figured, like, oh shit, that's that's part. He's announcing his arrival instead of he, he is. is. So I, 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 and it's much more realistic because I always think, how can you not hear footsteps? It's like, come on. So this one is like much more realistic. He's using his presence as part of the intimidation tactic. Fear. Yeah, he was really letting himself known because you know he's purposely clack, clack 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 and then beats up everyone but i like the fact that he's not untouchable he gets a few punches in he gets you know punched in the back people gang up on him and and that what's make that is what makes him you know a more real crime fighter so there you go he, he reveals himself everyone's pretty much awesome screen fades to this mayor mayoral debate between Don Mitchell Jr., the current mayor, and the new mayor, which is a, a female. I forgot your name, sorry. Bella um, So, 
sorry? Bella Real. Bella Real. There you go. Thanks. So Don, Don Mitchell watching the news, the review of uh, the replay of, of his debate. I like the scene. Even Chabak, I heard Chabak's um, react in the cinema. Because when he, st- he picked up a phone call and moved to the right, uh, left of the screen, basically, then you see a silhouette of a, of, of a man. Well, yes, we know it's Riddler, but at that point, you're like, who's this person who's, who has a mask on, glasses, um, all in black? So it was pretty much, whoa, the heck was that guy? And later, after his phone call, he gets hit at the back of his head with this little, tiny little shovel, um, a metal shovel that, that kept mm-hmm. hitting on the back of his head, right? So. A tucker, the carpet, a carpet tool, tucker. Right? So, but isn't it funny uh, that, like, for here, like Riddler was much more Batman than that because he was like right there in shadow. Yeah, <laughs> at, at the scene, this particular scene. scene, yes, yes. So he was in his house, brutally killed, and when they, when the police found him, his thumb has been cut off as well. They were thinking, okay, the serial killer. Must have, you know, kept one for souvenir, mm-hmm. pretty much like our very old Malak. So, um, <laughs> in D&D. So, um, revealing himself as Riddler, because he gives out riddles, Batman joins in with Jim Gordon as they investigate the scene. You see, he sense the hostility with the police, especially the commissioner, Pete Savage, when Batman arrives to the scene. They're like, what's he doing here? He doesn't belong here. This guy's a freak. Get him out. Um, but later they found that there's a letter from the Riddler to the Batman. Oh, sheesh. Okay, what's happening here? So Jim and Batman, so they try to um, decipher the, the, um, the riddle um, later on with all those symbols. I, I keep forgetting what, what type of map they were looking at in terms of like some hidden... hidden uh, the cipher? The, yeah. The cipher, no? yeah, yeah, it's, it's like mad lips of some sort. I forget what you would yeah. what one would call them. But then later, as as Alfred helped in determining, you know, Alfred was quite brilliant because um, he was also helping figure things out for for Bruce. So later on, they found out the clue was drive. So Batman, Jim, and Batman later went back to the scene. They went to the garage looking for a car. He saw a car and asked. <laughs> I love that the double, was... the double in your window, drive, exactly. in drive, and thumb asked thumb drive. which one thumb had the drive. thumb drive. <laughs> I was like, so I was like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, it's a thumb drive. It's like ah, uh, yes, thumb uh, drive. <laughs> God damn it! So they found in they found in one of the vehicles there was a USB plugged into a port, and as they pulled it out, the USB also had a chain attached to the missing thumb. So drive meant car and drive meant thumb drive, which is, you know, interesting. And to activate the USB, you needed the thumbprint, which uh, came from the thumb, the severed thumb. So upon checking the clue, Jim placed it in his computer. It suddenly released all the images and sent out emails to to different... um, different government institutions and even news, news perhaps, sharing what Mitchell was involved in, the mayor. So there were some photos of 
of the mayor and some girl with a black eye. And Jim notices that this was the Iceberg Lounge. So this was Penguin's territory. So Batman goes there, visits and tries to look for Penguin, um, gets uh, into a fist fight with the twins, uh, just walks in, keeps punching people until the Penguin comes out and says, hey, you're looking for me. Takes him to the office, plays dumb, not knowing what's happening. He says so many people come to the club. But then here comes the entrance of the most beautiful angel in this entire movie. So pretty. So you have, she is so gorgeous. So you have Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle comes in uh, braless, but in, in, you can see. But you oh, can wait, see it in the dark. Back to, to the fighting. I did like this fighting where he he would use his gadget sparingly. Like it would always be like, mm. oh, he's gonna use it. It's not like use it all the time. More of a fight scene, more of the armor, and then once in a while he just pop it off. But yes. well shot, well, and- well choreographed. He moves. I, I love the suit. The suit looks so good. Like it just very functional, very but very cool looking too. I, I we talked about this before uh, when we were looking at the trailers, and I was not a big fan of the suit. Yeah. I I did not like the suit, but only because of the um the ears. The, the the ears were too pointy for me. But in the movie, because the movie was like it's either it's this is one of those movies where if it's outdoors, it's raining. So it's always like either raining or dark. So you don't actually see it because it's so thin. You don't actually see it. Made it look cool. And I like how open the face is. I love Mm -hmm. all of the, again, the the gadgets are, you know, you see them work. And then, you know, like, you know, in the, even the chest piece works, the boots work, like everything kind of like you can actually see them uh, getting it. And then you, as the movie progresses, you can see more and more, uh, scratches on his cowl and on his uh, on his armor, so it kind of like okay, much more realistic. And they kind of t- right. took a, took a cue from Daredevil, the look with the with the mask, mm. almost more like a you know like a Daredevil thing than because as you said, it's more open here. It mm-hmm. it looks like a Daredevil, you know, when he was had have that um, half like that half scarf on his face, so it, it looks it looks good for me, and it just. It That's works right. when he, whenever he like the intro scene where he walks into not the intro scene but um the first crime scene he walks into into the middle of the police police uh police policeman inside the crime scene he doesn't look ridiculous mm. you know it's, it's not like oh <laughs> that that's a superhero film you know it's like he's a mm-hmm. superhero standing in front of in spandex or something you know he looks like you know like a SWAT member a guy geared for war yeah more yeah. like a SWAT member in middle of the, all these police policemen so it looks good okay go alright so as he was showing the photo he noticed Selena Kyle or the waitress um, looking and pausing uh, giving him a clue that this girl probably knows something so and props to fucking Colin Farrell, man. So awesome. Oh yeah, unrecognizable. 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 I also like his writings, like when he stopped the fight. Hey, hey, come on, man. 
<laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> Maybe we should try that more in D&D where we just don't... Get... Why, why, why? Can, we... Can we talk about this stuff? And then the fire giant steps on uh, Malak and crushes him. <laughs> Ayan. So, um, he decides to leave after giving a warning to the penguin by smashing him through the window. Um, walks out and follows Selena Kyle going back to her apartment. So he does a little bit of a stalker Edward, Edward style. A little of Edward Cullen watching uh, Bella. Exactly. <laughs> creepy. <laughs> creepy. Creepy, creepy guy. Creeper, creeper. But then he sees the girl in the photo. Her name is Annika. So she's like the girlfriend of Selena Kyle, roommate. So she also works at the same lounge as a, as a waitress. Um, but then um, she sees uh, Selena walk out, uh, take off her clothes. He still watches her and then puts on a, a tight suit, jumps out of the window, hangs by the fire escape and onto her bike. So he follows. She goes back to the house of Mitchell opens and breaks a breaks a safe batman appears behind her just like the creepy stalker guy that he is they get into a little fight which is well choreographed as well in my opinion um and then he holds um catwoman quiet because there was a cop that was coming around to take a look at what's what's happening she explains that she needs a passport for her friend to escape because she, you know she just wants to leave she doesn't want to be any part of this um but as they go back they find annika missing okay so the house was in was was uh, trashed and annika was missing so with her disappearing batman sends selena back to the iceberg lounge while equipping her with some special contact lenses and some ear that's cool i love that yeah it's actually uh, I, I love it. Too. Like you can't remember everything, so but he can I, rewatch everything that he saw, so he can make make note of it later. So that that was yeah. Fun. This is where all right, okay. The Batman is actually making moves, making strides because like yeah, um, you know how how can Batman be the detective that he needs to be if he doesn't have all of the data? And this is where he gets all this data. He can review it after. Oh, love I text one of the most cool gadgets that I've ever seen and never thought that Batman would use. So I love it. Yeah. And, and I like that scene where, you know, she has the contact in her eye and he looks at her and she was just like, kind of, are you going to kiss me? <laughs> kind of look, <laughs> um, kind of expecting that from, from Batman, but then, okay, looks good. Okay. Fine. So he sends her back to the Iceberg Lounge. Um, and I also like that, that that special contact has that facial recognition, also showing mm-hmm. what name and what affiliation you have. That's super, super helpful. And I also like the little... They didn't exaggerate the HUD. It looks, uh, it's just like... It looks just... like your, your camera tracking or the phone. You know, it's very, yeah. very realistic. We have that technology now. They just added the facial recognition with the name popping up. But aside from that, it was clean hot. And the the resolution of the 
the contact lens camera was very fuzzy and very small and very yeah. circular, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's not like, you know, super high depth. No, it's like, well, how can that transmit? Where's the battery and shit like that? So I like that they were able to- Bit of a fish eye look. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, I love it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, through Selena, Batman discovers that Savage, the commissioner, was on Falcone's payroll, as is the district attorney, Gil Colson. And a lot of basically half the district attorney's <laughs> office was there. Selena shuts off communication and Batman presses her about her relationship with Falcone because she noticed that he kind of holds her in a very intimate way. Um, Batman being the jealous nut psycho that he's. So <laughs> <laughs> later on, um, Gil Colson tries to run after Selena, who just takes a cab back home goes you know after being defeated because he, he i guess he's not gonna land selena to bring her back home goes into his car and that's where riddler abducts colson straps a timed collar bomb to his neck and sends him to interrupt mitchell's funeral so when batman arrives the riddle calls him via colson's uh phone and threatens to detonate the bomb but before i jump into that i like how um Bruce Wayne showed up despite the fact that he hates socials. Mm -hmm. So he showed up not because he needed to be himself, but because he wanted to see, uh, he wanted to solve the crime. He thinks that this cycle will be in that area. That reminds me, one of my favorite things in this movie is they don't force the suit all the time. He changes. You know, mm. he, he brings it with him. He changes when he needs to. In a yeah. backpack. So, so in he a can backpack. In, so he can infiltrate and then he changes. So it's such a small detail, but in a lesser writer, in a lesser director, he'd just be, be Batman all the time. But here, no, let's change it up. He's in a hoodie. He's in a, ma uh, in a jacket. Mm, in a suit. He, yeah. he, he does look uh, a little like uh, Green Goblin, you know, the... The hobo suit, hobo. but it's it's thick because yeah. there's armor. There's armor underneath. See, that's, see, that's so, what, you're correct there, Trebarks. That's what I love the most because you can see them uh, when he has underneath armor. It feels like he's wearing something underneath, like yeah. in in the scenes after because like every time he goes to the um, every time he goes into the iceberg lounge, like first he knocks and then second he he does the the um. Bruce Wayne and Batman change, and third it was just like the stealth. So it's like he is improving every time he goes into the Iceberg Lounge. But you can see the differences, <laughs> and I like it. That's true. His different approaches it also shows you how how he gets it. That's pretty awesome. And I like when he goes to the Iceberg Lounge. He asks, "You know who I am?" <laughs> the red <Yeah>. lady. <laughs> so he was in this funeral, and then. He, you could hear screams and then you could hear a faint sound of an engine revving and then this car comes in finding it it's colson's car um he grabs the, the son of mitchell out of the way the orphan son of mitchell uh jump, jump uh, saving him and then the car smashes into one of the columns um being strapped with that uh collar bomb to his neck um he had a note from the Riddler to the Batman on his chest, and he had a phone uh, taped to his hand. So 
Batman helps. Uh, so so Coulson, uh, Batman answers the phone, and then he, there's it's a FaceTime, it's a video call from the Riddler, and he talks to Coulson, says that if you answer my three riddles, um, then then I'll say you know you're safe, but if not, then I'll, ex- I'll you'll blow up. Batman helps Coulson answer the first two, but on the third one. When it was at, when he was asking Coulson to reveal who's the who's the rat, who's the informant who gave the GCPD information about um, the 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 drug bust on Sal Maroni's operation, he refuses because he knows you know even if I am saved now, if I reveal this person, I'm gonna not just me but my entire family will die. Mm-hmm. So he accepted uh, to just die. So he blew up Batman was just right in front of him, took the blunt hit of that explosion, gets him knocked out, I, and finds I, himself... In the GCPD. I love that part, too, because, yeah. again, in a, in a lesser writer, he'd wake up, be able to scramble away, but no, they had to bring him to the GCPD in a stretcher. Uh, it was so good. <laughs> that was so good. Thank God for... And I, like, I, I, was, I was watching a lot of the reviews of the Batman and a lot of the people complained about like, wait, so there's 300 cops in the room, him in the thing. And then that's when they started trying to get the mask off of him. Why, why can't they take the mask off on route? But you know, Jim Gordon was there. Jim Gordon was there. Exactly. So, yeah. Jim was there. So I like that Jim was protecting uh, Batman's identity. And he has a rank. So at least there would have been, some form of discipline and then it just ratcheted it up mm. where they couldn't control it anymore but he was awake by then yeah that made total sense because I'll again one of the underrated things of this movie is his working with Jim because it showed that it showed why Jim trusts him because they work together it's not like mm. him okay Jim I'm going I'll do my shit and then just protect me. Mm. No, it's the, they are. You know? It is more buddy cop than I would have expected. Yeah, it, I liked it. I like the relationship. I mean, it gives yeah. a reason. It showed us why Jim trusts this guy, because he's working with me. I, I'm not. I'm mm. not uh, a servant. I'm not. You know, some guy that just helps him. He works with me, so that was so. And there were a lot of people that they couldn't trust in the in the police. Yeah. So it was and trust is that. very rare. So he helps Batman escape that scenario. I love that scene because I really thought that <laughs> it never occurred to me that he needed to escape. So he's like, one minute, mm. I'll, I'll talk to him to cooperate with us. And then when he gets in here, you gotta punch me. <laughs> punch me in the face. Mm. I'm like, oh damn, that's so cool. And he was like, he was like doing it in a, in a very, um, you know, with attitude. You gotta, you gotta get out. You know, here's the key and, you know, punch me. There we go. Go straight out of the hall. Right. Go straight out of the hall. Jump out. You know, he was giving the whole layout of that fucking of that entire police station. That's freaking freaking awesome. And then so he gets punched, right? And then runs out, police running after him, uses his gadget, flies back out, uh, goes all the way up to the rooftop. I like how real this is, because imagine this is year two of Batman, right? So he's on top of this tall building. He goes to the edge on top of the gargoyle and he gets taken aback. Yes. That was whoa, such whoa, a whoa. Nice. Whoa. Didn't that was real, that. man. Yeah. Because again, in a 
as Chewbacca would say it, in a, in a lesser director, he'd just be like, you know, chomping out, uh, guns blazing, oh, I'm Batman, you know? But no, he made him real. And that's what I liked about this. That's, you know, it's, I think it's, well, we've seen it in the, the Nolan trilogy where he has some hesitation doing his stuff. But this was like, you know, this is where acting comes in. Because that was like a split second. And you really saw him like hesitate. Really love that. Yes, process. there was fear. I wasn't really such a big fan of his squirrel suit, though. But Well, it's I imagine- here too. He still, I, I hated it. To be honest, I fucking hated yeah, the squirrel I, suit. Yeah, I hated the squirrel suit. I hated this. I actually, I, I, I started loving the sequence, and then I hated it because when he yeah. smashed his head on the fucking bed, <laughs> and then he like fell to the roof of a bus, and then on crumbling to the floor, you're dead. You're dead. I know. It doesn't matter if you have his... armor. You're dead. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I didn't like the look so much, but I like the idea i like the concept because technically if you have a cape and you jump it's just gonna go like that and you're still gonna fall no but if the cape could have been reinforced and then if you have a reinforced again if you have a reinforced cape and you jump it's gonna go like that Mm. there has to be some way to tie it to yourself to jump yeah. You can't you can't just even if it's reinforced like that, it's just gonna go like that. Yeah, that's true, that's true. So Unless are, you know, you can tuck your feet in some uh, some yeah. And you end up with the squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, true. That's you know but so I like it. I just didn't I didn't know what he was going for. Was he trying to land in the bus? Yeah, I was trying yes. to land in the bus and then he but, landed but, but and the he pop, bounced and then no, he but his no, parachute the thing, the thing got that popped caught. out hit the hit the bridge. So yeah, he he yeah, got parachute. Okay, so little parachute got caught on top. You're of too the bad, man. You're too bad, man. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, which I like is again. It. I I just don't like what it how it looked, but it was real, and I like that scene. I like how he is. He gets injured where he he gets broken ribs where he needs medical attention. I, I like that that Batman where there's this. Um, he's not invincible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So he got. He had a bomb blowing in his face. He was knocked out. The, the scene where the camera is kind of fuzzy. It's like his eyes. I, I really thought he was going to get up and like, you know, run away and just collapse somewhere. Because that's what we're that's what we're used that's to in, in these yeah. types of movies, right? But in this particular movie, it was real, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. He gets shot. He gets hit. He gets blown, and he he feels it. You know, mm-hmm. he gets. And we'll see that more uh, in in the movie. So you're right. He jumps out, gets gets hit, um, finds his way, stra- stra- uh, finds his way back to, um, uh, to uh, on his feet. Okay, where was I? Okay, so he and Jim meet afterwards in their other hideout they're building this construction building or unfinished construction building gordon tells him you should have pulled your punch i did did. (laughs) (laughs) did. (laughs) ouch so if he didn't pull his punch he probably had a broken jaw but Mm -hmm. so um they deduce that there's no one that they could trust they thought that the informant could be the penguin because the clue was what the el el rata rata. rata 
Elrata Alada. Elrata Alada. Elrata Alada. Elrata Alada. Right? So they thought, like, you know, what's a rat with wings? Rat with wings. Actually, so then I thought it was bad to start. You thought it was. Wait a minute. I thought it was a bat to start. A rat Mm -hmm. with wings. Bat. Yeah, I, I thought as well. It was I already knew like a rat with wings is a bat, but why would it why would it be Batman? So there there must have been more. Wait lang. At this point, boy pa si ano no si Mitchell. Oh, de ba? Yeah. Boy pa si Mitchell. Mitchell, which which no. Um, Wait. not Mitchell. Si Savage. Yeah, the informant. Boy pa si Savage. Uh-huh. Si you know commissioner. No, no, dead. Sorry. I think he died second. No, he died now. He died before. Oh, the yeah, he second, died right? before the film. Mitchell. Oh, uh, sorry. So Mitchell and then Savage. And then, then Colson. Yeah. Yeah. So Savage died with rats. So yes. he was caught while he was in gym. And then when he came to, he had this device on his body. Malasso. Acrylic device with rats. And yeah, that was a... Um, that's a Stop. sick way to die, actually. Yeah, I'd rather die like so, Coulson. Yeah. Quick and easy. easy, right? Yeah. So anyway, um, they realized so, so that the maybe... So the clue was El, El Rata Alada. And there's an officer that remarks that grammatically incorrect. But they think that Riddler just made a mistake. Hmm. But then when they... Oh, okay, go. Because it should be la rata. Yes. Because in Spanish, the rat is a uh, feminine, feminine noun. Feminine. It's a feminine noun. Mm-hmm. But that's the penguin. The penguin is the penguin. Yeah. The penguin. Yeah. No, so, th- there, so, there's just a comment from a policeman in the start that said it's grammatically incorrect, but he didn't, he didn't specify why. Ah, tama, tama. So they thought that Rat with wings. What else has wings? Penguins have wings. Okay, so let's go to penguin. Um, they find out that Maroni's operation never really ended, and many officers are really involved in this. Um, Selena, uh, as Catwoman, inadvertently exposes them as she arrives to steal the money because she feels that it's owed to her. And um, this is where they've got this uh, scene where a lot of guns were fired. Uh, Batman gets hit. Um, Jim Gordon um, comes to save with his pistol versus how many people. This is how I respected Jim because despite the fact that, you know, he's Batman, he's a superhero vigilante. Uh, he probably has gadgets to save himself, but, you know, he's my partner. So I'm going to drive in and, and help <laughs> versus these high-powered guns. So I guess that's why Batman trusts him too. Um, when Penguin goes around, you know, fires a little bit around on the side of the car. When he checks, Batman's body was missing. Then he hears we the start nice of a intro. massive engine. So the thing is, all of our Batman experience has been ninja and stealth. That's kind of yes. like how we grew up Batman. And then you have this fucking jet propulsion car. <laughs> That is a like muscle car. And it actually stalled 
that's not the uh, the good thing about it. it, it, like, it for a little bit. That's why, and then they had to like rev it up again because that, that's realistic. Fucking jet engines don't just like turn on like that. So I was like, fuck. Yeah. I think you need I, to heat it up. No, and I like really the know. the symbolism. Like the car was also like his footsteps. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. the scary footsteps. It is again announcing itself. The car was symbolism mm-hmm. like that. And I like that the center part, you know, the, the exhaust for the engine, the air intake valve, mm-hmm. it had that red glow because it's um, on fire or something. You see a lot of the extra sparks yeah. coming out on um, the side. In keeping with the theme of uh, using fear, fear yes. throughout being his uh, main weapon. Exactly. So the penguin jumps into his Maserati and then... Um, rushes out the Batmobile or Batman's car chases gives chase so amazing uh driving skills from the penguin and call uh, call this where I think they could have cut like 30 seconds off yes was, that's true they could have yeah, the, they, go no actually if, <coughs> excuse me for me the entire movie you could always find maybe 30, 45 seconds a minute just to just like mm. trim it down a little bit more. Because this one was good, but I didn't I didn't like the fact that the penguin using a fucking Kia Sorento was able to... Was it to Kia? I thought it was a Maserati. Whatever, whatever car. <laughs> a production car was able to elude Batman that long with fucking jet propulsion. Yeah, so for me, the other stuff that you could shorten, I don't mind because... Most of it, a lot, if not all of it, like helped with the ambiance and stuff. This one was just a little too long to get to the good part of the. They could have skipped straight to the highway scene. There was a lot of running, running after before it. Which you're right, he he should have caught up faster. Agree. Agree. I do like the scene that when they started firing the the heavy heavy guns, Kalina was helpless. She's not like a superhero. She's not like a badass that can, you know, elude three people firing. <laughs> so that was that was a That's nice right. touch as well. She's not armored like Batman. That's true. That's true. So she steals like a bag of money. Initially, there were two. And then she saw that there was a third bag. When she opens it, she finds a body of an animal. Half so, uh, a body of, uh, what's his name, Alina? Anika. 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 So after all that car chase scene, as you can see here on the trailer, um, Batman catches Penguin. I think they made it long so that you can maximize the Batmobile because it was not used any anymore later on. It wasn't really focused. So this was like, I'll give this tribute time frame to the Batmobile. Yeah, so, that's true. We never get to see that again. Yeah, it's mostly him on his motorbike, right? So, Which is uh, kind of like realistic too. Like you don't want easier to elude people in the bike. In a bike, yeah. also it's easy to, to hide, to blend in, get away, and park. <laughs> yeah, because like like he did, right. he just he can he can change into his hobo look, and be like mm-hmm. oh, anybody. Yeah, the and then still have a motorbike, and that's just yeah. normal. Yeah. Because if you drive that jet, even if you're in a hobo jet engine car, it's suspect. <laughs> you're Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so they captured the penguin. Um, they question him, 
and Penguin tells them, you know, it's wrong. It's not, you are La Rata. Uh, you are El Rata. Alada. Uh, Alada. Alada. It's wrong. Because it's, it should be, you are El, La, Rata. La Rata. Yeah, because it's, uh, no hablo español? Huh? Huh? The world's greatest detectives right here. You know, I love how he even, you know, bounded everything after everything he's done. He's still, uh, his mouth is still uh, running its piece. So Colin Farrell, man. He realized that it's you are El Rata. You are El. So it's a website. So he types uh, rataalada.com. And that's where he found the next clue. Brilliant. That was just brilliant. Um, I was I was impressed, but I was like, world's greatest detective, really? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> Try mga chubaks, maybe. Me- Meron, Meron. Uh, we'll it worked, it worked. Um, we'll talk about it after, but, you know, they, they did it. Uh, so it was like a time-gated thing so you can get more um, deleted scenes. And other oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So they figured out it wasn't Penguin who was the informant. So Batman and Gordon follows the Riddler's trail and finds themselves in the ruins of an orphanage owned by the Wayne uh, Waynes, Thomas and Martha Wayne, his parents. So they learned that um, the Riddler was a resident in this orphanage and seems to have a grudge against the Wayne family because of the promises that were not kept and how they were all abandoned. Um, as they arrive in the orphanage, they saw a figure um, pass through. When they look at, they followed it, open the room, they see a room full of, of droppies, uh, drop heads, um, housing themselves in this or abandoned orphanage. And they hear, um, they hear uh, a video being played and there's a big sign, uh, starts here. So they enter there, they see a video of the old news clip where Thomas Wayne was uh, promising uh, the funds available to help Gotham improve. Um, so, okay, so where was I? There. Hold, yeah, and he has a grudge against the Wayne family. Bruce's butler, I mean, Alfred Pennyworth is hospital. Um, he, he realizes that um, he receives a package. Package is supposed to be for Bruce, but because uh, he saw Bruce. the sign, the 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 sign uh, sins of the father. To be yes, the, the sins of the father. So he knew that he was, right. Bruce was the target. So he starts calling the house. No one picks up. He's like, Alfred, hurry, you know, but. Even prior to that, he was showing some attitude towards Alfred already. So I like yeah. how that played out. He was like, "Emo bro, yeah, emo boy." The legacy, see, Bruce. Yeah, he is. He is like, "Where's your cufflinks? I couldn't find one. Oh, use mine, because you know you have to keep up We're your. Not away. You have to keep keep up your your image because you're a Wayne. And then he looks at the cufflinks. It's W. Are you a Wayne? And Fuck then you, Alfred goes, your father gave those to me. And walked he's like, in, oh, you shit. walked right into that one. <laughs> so, you know, I guess there's that remorse that he feels rushes back only to find out 
as he comes to to certain point of vantage point that his tower is on fire. Um, I Alfred love that scene was. Again. I love that scene again where he wasn't even close to being close to saving Alfred. It was already an hour ago. Yeah. Yeah, that, was, that was, was already, that was that yeah. um, was for me one of the cooler subverting your expectations kind of thing. It's like we've never done that. Like yeah. it usually, it's like you. The I was expecting he was gonna just arrive at front As door and he'll see the building explode. But now it's like, oh, it, <laughs> sir, it has it already been- happened an hour ago. Yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah, sad, sad as it is. So Alfred was hospitalized. After opening a letter bomb addressed to Bruce, uh, the Riddler then leaks evidence on Thomas Wayne on how he had a he hired Falcone to kill a journalist, a reporter, for threatening to reveal some embarrassing details about his wife, Martha. So his wife, Martha, was actually an Arkham. Dude, I didn't even know that in comics. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. That that was just recent. Okay. So... Arkham and Wayne were like the main families in Gotham. And um, also, uh, I don't know if that was the first time, but um, one of the Telltale games, Batman, that's Mm -hmm. where they they introduced that uh, the twist where Batman, in that game, Batman found out that uh, Thomas Wayne was working with, I think, Falcone. In the game, in the game, so he was like. At first, I thought while playing the game, it was like a red herring that it would be cleared up by the end. But no, when he confronted Alfred, it's like Alfred knew about it. So it's like one of the secrets, the Waynes. I think I really appreciated that fact because, um, you know, how can you own an entire city? So it's like, oh, you can own an entire city if two giant families merge together, like the Ayalas and the Zubayas or the whatever, right? So it's like, oh, that's, you know, understandable. Like, you, you will, we will be able to. But it doesn't mean that the they're always city. clean. I guess that was the how Point. Bruce was the solution because he yes. looked up his father so much. But also, outstanding person, philanthropist, right? As a. I think a psychiatrist would have a field day on this because his grandma on his mom's side killed the dad and killed herself, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, then, and then his mom was in and out of uh, Arkham mental illness. Mental illness yeah. And then Bruce is like going out as dressed as a bat. So it's like... Bat. Okay, I mean, exactly. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's also factual. Like it's, it's... Now you're getting more and more kind of... Uh, you know, you find more and more reasons why this could be more, this is plausible. Yes. Why there's a Batman plausible. Give a psycho, a, a psycho dude um, a bajillion dollars and uh, some gadgets and then... And have his parents murdered in front of him. Have his parents no. murdered in front of him, then <laughs> you, get, uh, you get Batman. There you go. Good equation, huh? <laughs> No, but that is a lot of um, psychological baggage that one has to go through. Hence, wearing a bat costume uh, makes sense. And we got a so, nice, we got a nice scene with. Oh, yeah, I'm getting ahead. Of yeah, me. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 you. No, no, go ahead. I'll comment. The so nice scene where Bruce was, um, you know, he was so upset about 
the reveal of his father, uh, he goes to Alfred in the hospital and he wakes up. The moment he wakes up, he confronts him. Oh, Bruce. He confronts him. You knew about this. This was a little uh, bit weird. Like this moment, luckily it kind of survived a little bit, but this was like, a su- you were crying, you, were, you didn't leave his side, you were like super concerned, but at the moment that he wakes up, it wasn't like, uh, how are you feeling? I'm sorry. How are you? It's like, you knew about this. <laughs> For me, I, I, I like it because he was worried, but he was angry as well. He was very angry because he's the only person that he probably trusts and he lied to him. That's and when true. he wakes up, well, well, it, it means he's probably okay. So I'm, I'm pissed. But then it ended very nicely as well. So that was what I liked. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Since, but to add context to the viewers, uh, to add context to the viewers, um, Batman went back to the Iceberg um, Lounge, asked Bruce, looking for Falcone. Oh, yeah. So that's where Falcone reveals that his father asked him to put the fear of God into this journalist. But since he wouldn't, he's, you know, he did what he had to do. So that's the thing about his father, the truth. So that's where he was down. Oh, my father, who I thought was a, a good man, morally upstanding, um, actually asked someone to kill a person just to protect his career, political career. So that's where Alfred wakes up and he, you know, confronts him and Alfred corrects him, corrects Bruce, that his father was a good man. He was pushed to a corner. And and this is a good lesson to all. No matter how good or upstanding you are in character, if you're pushed to a corner, if it is to protect your own wife or Mm. your son. That was the thing. He would have thrown everything away to be. He would have thrown everything. I agree. I agree. And, you know, kind of wakes Bruce up and knocks him off his high horse. So um, he surmises that Falcone had, he also says that maybe it's Falcone who had Thomas and Martha killed Mm -hmm. so that they don't say anything about the murder. Because he was, he was, uh, he was about to confess on that. He was about to confess to police. Falcone's help. So, Exactly. Well, later on, Batman meets Selina on the same uh, rooftop that I think Jim Gordon and he, he um, had met after, afterwards. Um, she asks help. He asks about Falcone and learns that Falcone is actually her father, her neglectful father. That's um, a cute twist. Yeah. I've never. I, I don't. I've. I personally have not read a comic where. Catwoman. I think it's been alluded to in either Long Halloween or the sequel. Yeah, so I I like this. Like I oh. kind of enjoyed this because like why would you I have? I don't remember the specific details, but yeah, I've read I've read about read the story where it kind of was alluded to. Oh, that's cool. But she also had this cop, this dirty cop that that works for Falcone, um, and found found her phone. She finds her phone with a recording of when Annika was strangled and killed. Um, she, the reason for which is that Falcone went to Annika and asked what did Mitchell tell her. Um, and Mitchell told Annika that Falcone was the informant and resolves to kill him. 
So Batman and Gordon arrives at the Iceberg Lounge and um in th- in time just to stop Selena from killing or being killed actually. So what she does is that she kicks the guy, the policeman off the ledge while she escapes the other <laughs> side of the building going down um whatever construction lines there are. Batman obviously will save um the cop together with Jim pulls him up but then realizes you know we got to stop Selena from crossing that line because the moment you cross that then you're no different right that's 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 why Batman doesn't like guns um so he goes to the he goes to the iceberg lounge does the ninja entrance this time knocks oh, yeah. on the door and then slips in oh, cool. slips in <laughs> but in a hobo look he was in a hobo look right The armor. So he goes inside. With the armor inside. This is my favorite thing. It's like, okay, I, that's what it looks like when you have costume underneath your clothes. <laughs> exactly, a bit like Green bulky, Goblin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Finds his way, fights a little bit, but finds his way in the, I guess, main power line. Cuts the power. Um, one thing that Trebax reacted in the movie house, which I also agree. She shouldn't have. Um, if she really wanted to kill Falcone or her father, she shouldn't have to have to announce herself, right? She announced herself with a gun. Hey, hey dad. And then, and, dad. Hey, remember, dad. Remember uh, her mom's name, Maria Kyle, name. I think. I think so. I think she was also having some, you know, hesitating. True, because it seems like she hasn't killed at this point yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, yeah. And so eventually, um, he gets to run away. His henchmen keep Selena Kyle busy, and later on, when she gets to manage that henchman by, you know, pulling him down, his face hitting the edge of a table. Man, that's a bad. That's a bad hit. Um, Her father Falcone comes from behind and hits her with a with a billiard stick. billiard stick, and tries to strangle her with it. When that didn't work, because she was able to scratch his face, he used his bare hands, which he also admitted. This how is look at what you're making me do. This is how your this is what I had to do to your mother. Ah. Oh, dumb, dumb! You don't say that. <laughs> Oh my golly. Oh man. Oh man. So eventually, of course, um, she gets to attack, you know, gets gets that that energy, that anger, uh, puts him down, grabs a gun, wants to shoot him, but Batman physically prevents Selena from doing so. Explaining that, of course, if you kill Falcone, your future's done. You're gonna be facing prison, you're gonna be exactly the same person you don't want to be. So he escorts cocky Falcone to the police and he says, you know what? Who are you going to take me to the police? They all work for me. The moment they open the door, well, maybe not all of them work for you because he's got a lot of people trying to arrest him. Um, and as he goes out, his lieutenant, which is the penguin, comes from behind, uh, attempts to shoot Falcone and then a gunshot was heard Falcone drops with a bullet wound, but 
Penguin saying, I didn't shoot. I didn't shoot. They checked. It didn't happen. So one of the clues says, like, bring him, bring, bring the rat into the, light. into the light. And Batman looks around. He sees the light, looks at the corner, and finds an apartment with a, with a man, shadow figure, with a, with a sniper rifle. So he does, everyone runs to the apartment. Batman uses his grappling hook, finds himself in a very, I don't know. <clears throat> it shows you how rough his skills were still because he used this grappling hook and then he bashes into the window in a very extremely painful manner. <laughs> um, it, wasn't, it wasn't the smooth Batman, you know, in the window kind of thing. It was like he bashes, smashes into the window, rolls down to the floor, uh, breaks the door, finds the entire setup of the Riddler. And then um, after a few minutes, he sees that, you know, Riddler got out of the window. Um, the police come after like a good five minutes after, I would say. No, I love that. Still no, just like, like a minute or two, uh, like a minute or two later, because as he gets in, he looks around, no Riddler, looks at the window, That's true. window one. And then when he gets to no, window, I... he looks at window two. And then when he looks at window two, that's when the police the... come in. It's, it's just that's him. true. In fairness, I, I the like cops that. were there fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like how the cops were fast. It's really across the street. <laughs> no, no but yeah, but it, I like that I'm just saying he it, was already there. Like that's the fast. The cops were fast, but Batman was already like nobody's here, asshole. <laughs> you're too late. Hmm. I was late, so you're even later. But then they heard uh, an informant. You know, someone seeing. Oh, someone's running, came down the fire escape, ran here. So the cops started grouping, uh, finds themselves at the coffee shop, which is what you see on the trailer. Um, this, 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 I love the subversion here for the trailer because from the trailer, it looked like this was going to be part of the start of the movie and we were going to get like a yes. Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter type mm-hmm. where he's, he I keeps talking so, so. to the Riddler in, in, in prison. Because... Uh, I didn't think they would show something at the end in the trailer, that big part, that biggest scene. So that was cool. I, I like that. And I like that they cast Paul Dano. It's like... It's he's he's a good actor. But yeah, but he, he, his looks is just like this typical accountant he, guy you'd see in the office. Yes. You know, yeah, we, we, we skipped it a little bit, but you know, when, when uh, they were investigating Riddler's apartment and they saw that video about to his 500 Twitch followers asking to like and subscribe and donate bits. I oh, fucking so, love that. Oh, so but cool. also without the modulation, the because like he had that voice modulator whenever he had the mask, so it sounded menacing. But in that video, it's like, oh, thank you guys. Hi guys. Um, thanks thanks for yeah. Guys, <laughs> we're not done yet. It's like, oh shit, that's so cool. That's so cool. So in well. I think you're going for further ahead, but because uh, that I think happens after the the arrest. Going oh yeah, back, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does it does? After, so they have to I'll, go back for after the arrest. They do the the investigation of the crime scene, and I get I'm getting uh seven vibes, which is anything. Mm-hmm. anything yes, seven vibes is amazing. So the scene with the notebooks, all the letters, uh, it's so good. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's just yeah. how plain he looked. 
you know, I just super like that. So, um, and so later he's, his name, uh, Riddler was, was uh, found as Edward Nashton. So it's not Edward Nigma. So Edward Nashton. There were two um, IDs, right? Plenty yeah, of there were two IDs. Names. Both had different names, but they, they I think the other one had the name Edward Nashton. I think the other one had the name. Oh, I'm not sure though. I, I have to check. I have to check. Let me check. I'll and check. he was incarcerated in Arkham State Hospital. So as a neglected orphan, he was envious of uh, of the sympathy that so so he they go back to the scene, this apartment, that's where they see the video, the Twitch video of all the likes <laughs> and thank you for giving me the advice of how to make a bomb. Um, thank you for <laughs> crazy guy, right? So um, he gets a call that uh, Riddler is looking for Batman. He goes to he goes to Arkham, and then that's where Edward reveals uh, he talks to Batman and says how you know no one would pay him attention, no one would mind him. Um, so he was so envious of the sympathy of. Bruce Wayne, and actually thought that, oh my gosh, he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. That was a, it was a little weird, was like, but it got there. <laughs> I, got was there. Like, was like, I was like, I was like, shit, he knows, Wayne. you know, Bruce Wayne. So, so what, what, the camera was on, right? So that means the guy listening heard that? Yeah, heard, but also in the end, he said like it's not Bruce. That like, he's not saying Batman is Bruce Wayne. Batman, yeah, that Bruce Wayne is the only one that he wasn't able to kill in yes. his target list. So in the end, yeah. it kind of like you didn't know. So yes, so he was just from the one who wouldn't understand that he's saying Batman is Bruce Wayne. No, it's like well, maybe if he didn't stop, but he continued in saying like Bruce Wayne is the only one that escaped us. Escaped us. What do you mean us? You know, because we work together. We we see what that's see what we were that, able to accomplish. Twist that I like. He used Batman. I know, right? That was so amazing. I'm the mind. But then I'm, not, I'm not shows, physical. But you are. You know, you you're that, and my strength is here. So he kind of set it all up, and in a way that Batman would be able to solve it. So it shows that he idolizes Batman. Because Batman targets the crew up and he wants to he was partner up with him more. He was inspired. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, Batman rejects him. <laughs> Freaking psycho, right? So, and I love this scene where, what's the name of the actor? Of Riddler? Paul, Paul Dano. Dano. Paul Dano. When he was rejected, Oh, oh yeah, this is not how it's supposed to happen. He's having a nervous this breakdown. This is not how I planned it. I it just that looks acting. so realistic. Amazing. Yeah. So that I I was uncomfortable, but I think that was the, that was the, the feeling that they wanted. The, the, yes. Exactly. So it's not acting. It's like, oh, all right. I like it. I like it. So it's good. I mean, Paul Dano, it's, he's weird. I'm, I'm glad that we got him. Yeah. <laughs> And and he fit the role perfectly. It's a psycho guy, right? Mm-hmm. And this is what it is. Um, and not not psycho in the glamorous Joker kind of psycho, like no, literally uh, need medications, like type. Yeah, yeah. 
very disturbed. So he starts ranting to Batman and realizes that, oh, you still haven't found it. Oh, I probably gave you too much credit because he still had one more thing planned. So Batman had to figure it out. Crap, there's still something else, right? But I like how creepy it is. What is it? What do you have? What and, he you starts have? Singing. and then he starts singing. Ave Maria. <laughs> so funny thing is that was the song being sung in the video. And uh, and that in, in the video of Thomas Wayne, and that is also the song being sung at Mitchell's funeral to imply that probably the final part has something to do with another mayor's funeral. So, um, yeah, what have you done? So, searching the apartment, Batman was aided by the cop who initially found him freak, you freak. So Martinez um, goes, yeah, he goes goes through the goes through the evidence and then looks at the first murder weapon and Martinez was able to say, oh, that's a carpet laying tool. And then Batman's, oh, because my uncle installs carpets, so that's where he kind of used that tool to lift the carpet in in the Riddler's apartment, revealing. Yet another plan with some blinking lights. Giant map, exactly. Of what was what was gonna happen. So that was the master plan, right? So um, Batman cuts open the rug at the apartment, discovers the map drawn on the floor underneath that Nashton has stationed car bombs around Gotham, especially even by the by the dam. No, because the plan was to blow up the dam. No, and water. It, it, it had the, it had the the password for the video, the last video, that was gonna upload. Oh, so yeah. they were able to watch it and see the 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 plan was, to have have all of them, shoot up uh, Gotham Square. Ants. He was gonna draw the people to Gotham Square, and then again, that's right. The plan was like, all right. It's going to be there. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> what was the password again? It was a sentence. Like you know? read real change or read the change or something, something with a change. Yeah, something like that. So they opened the video, which was encrypted. And he sees that the plan was to have all the other psycho fans um, raise hell when everyone's in that one area. So... Um, okay, so the plan was to assassinate the mayor-elect Valeriel and of course cause more havoc. The bombs destroy the breakwaters around Gotham. It starts to flood the city. A shelter is set up in an indoor arena where Nashton's followers um, non-fatally shoot the mayor, Real, but <laughs> were stopped by Batman and Selena. Well, Batman first, so Batman goes there does all his, uh, gets a lot of shots in, meaning the enemies get to shoot Batman a lot. And then he just, you know, shoves them off. So they start dangling from their, from their um, safety uh, hooks, their safety harnesses. Um, so Batman still refuses to kill, despite the fact that he's being shot left, right, center. Um, I also love how... Uh, and then... 
is his reliance on his armor backfired on him with the shotgun. Yeah. Oh, dude, that 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 sucked. Yeah. So this this one of one of the one of the Riddlers, one of the the enemies, man, gets to shoot Batman with a shotgun at close range, and uh, probably felt like an entire uh, car ramming into you. If if it doesn't seem like he was uh, punctured, but that definitely yeah, it just knocked, uh, knocked him out. the wind out of him. Or internal so, bruising. For sure, Selena comes and you know. Uh, kicks the guy, uh, kisses Batman, but then later gets dragged by the same guy. Uh, but when he tries to save Selena, because he kind of has feelings for her, he couldn't because he's still out of it. I think he takes some, uh, I don't know, what, what did he shoot himself with? Adrenaline? Yeah, it looks, so the cool thing, it's definitely adrenaline, but it's green. Yeah. So it's so like venom. To maybe like the venom of Bane. Like right? Bane. Yeah. yeah. So That's what like, I thought. Because well. the moment he yeah, because the moment he shot himself with it. And the thing is, he had he had something to shove it in, inject himself in it. It's like this little hole that, that he opened up for him to take it. So yeah, I think it's probably something like Bane that mm-hmm. goes straight into his nerves. And when it gets injected, he goes, Rah! almost oh, killed oh, the dude. Oh, oh, yeah. Ma- uh, beats up and mashes his face into, uh, into a pulp. Um, he gets stopped by Gordon. Um, yeah, it is adrenaline. Um, and upon unmasking the, this cult member, he realizes and recognizes him as the disgruntled man in the mayor's funeral. So this is the guy that was you know, complaining to Bruce Wayne in the funeral. Oh, another rich man dad. Da, da, da. And then this, and when they ask him, who are you? What's your name? I'm Vengeance. I love it. Actually, guys, from now on, you can call me Vengeance. Benji. <laughs> <laughs> so horrified by this, Batman sees a power line descending. He's like, oh, man, that's my line. you know. But then he didn't realize that this line was so 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 evil so he had to he decided that it has to change he can't be vengeance so um but before any any further discussions could take place he sees a power line with a with a generator hanging from the top if it drops down in a flooded area everyone's gonna die right so he um swings to that power line Uses his bat batarang, which is I conveniently placed on his chest. I love that. That's so smart. Like a, he can take out this bat symbol. And it also yeah. like the good thing about the early part of the movie is when he electrocuted one of the thugs in the train scene, like the first mm. few minutes of the movie. It kind of like, all right, you're you're insulated, like so. You know, yeah. it kind of shows you like, all right, your suit is insulated, so you don't have to explain it towards the end. So it's like, okay, okay cool, right. I got it. About the electricity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Super. It's pretty good. So he saves them um, from being electrocuted. And then I love the scene where he drops down into the water, pulls out the stick, comes out to be a flare at a slow start. It's not like pulls out a stick and then uh, lights it as if there's like wildfire right there. It's like, you Takes see it slow start. There's like smoke. And then I was even thinking at first. Fail. 
Yeah. I, I like how real that was. And he starts, he tries to save the mayor, but the mayor couldn't trust him. The one who trusted Batman first was the kid. The kid. Because the kid trusted him, everyone started trusting Batman. And he leads them out. And I love that scene. It's dark and you see that red flare light. It's there, they're in the water in this post-apocalyptic scene. And you've got people following the Batman in front. Dude, such a cinematic look. Amazing. It's it's like an artwork. Yeah. Matt Reeves um, really like he sent out um uh uh, instructions on how cinema should light their theaters so that it will really because it's very hard to have blacks in cinemas so they wanted to make sure that hey the ambient light and everything is toned down perfectly so that you can really enjoy like the blacks and the reds and the oranges and the browns oh, and, and, and the symbolism funny that of, you mentioned the symbolism yeah. of batman leading them using light about with being home yeah Oh, that was cool. In the shadow. Because he used to be, when he was vengeance, yeah. he's in the shadows, right? Now he's the light. Because he says, I cannot be vengeance. I have to be hope. So that, that's why he's, and then he started helping people. And you see the SWAT team and all the rescue team working hand in hand with Batman, Batman saving people. You see how dirty his suit is. He's full of dust and gunk. And he just, you can show that he's just been working nonstop saving people. Pretty awesome. But funny that you mentioned about cinemas having to have a certain uh, ambiance, John, because I'm sorry if, if anyone from SM Cinemas, Podium or Directors Club, one of the lights on the, one of the lights on, in the cinema was defective. So it kept turning on and off and the light was flashing straight at the screen. So causing unnecessary shadows. Chewbacca uh, and I were super Ooh. disappointed, Ooh. and and it took a while for 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 me to realize where the light was coming. From. Yeah, we kept, there were only a few I kept people in the back. Yeah, Chewbacca I thought it was up, from the projector. The Impa light was from the front. Yeah, really we will so. we will unleash the entire weight of our twenty one hundred subscribers <laughs> onto Podium <laughs> and SM Cinemas. <laughs> but you know what? We love the cinema, don't get me wrong, but it's just that, please, check your equipment. If it's defective, it can ruin uh, a cinematic experience for your viewers. So we will still watch there again because it's convenient and we like the, the space. And price was a good point. Um, so more of our uh, romance dates will happen there. But Boo, unsubscribe, no. <laughs> Not allowed, no more. <laughs> Yeah, our movie reviews won't be so late nights. Probably a, a week. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, sorry. So we'll 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 end it soon. So um, decides that he wants to be hope. Um, he meets with Selena. Selena asks him to go with her. You know, move upstate and you know start do something crazy. Uh, Gotham's never going to change. For him, he has to keep trying. She goes, you know, this is not going to change. With Falcone gone, someone's going to take charge. And then the scene is, is shown on Colin Farrell, Penguin, contemplating on seizing power with the Falcone's death. Um, and then he says that I still have to try. Um, so they part ways. 
sad as it is. Lena going they to ride their bike together. Oh. Yeah, she's going to Bloodhaven. Yeah, she's gonna. So they ride their bike side by side, and then it comes to a point. Catwoman goes left. Batman goes right. But he still looks at his rear view mirror or his side mirror to look at her from the back. But then with her leaving, probably goes, you know what? Maybe it's best for her. I'm going to clean up this town. Then um, continues. Uh, uh, Before that, we get the continues. Arkham scene. Yeah, Arkham scene where um, Riddler was, you know, crying over his failed plan. And then you have. <laughs> Someone, a friend. a friend who voices out that you know it's gonna be okay. Watch out for the comeback. Such a good friend. I love. He it. even he even gives him a a riddle. So riddle me this: What uh, when less when you have less of this, the more you value. A friend. A friend. A friend. It is a friend. Starts his iconic laugh. So you kind of know that the Joker is coming, hopefully. But I don't think uh, there is a, a next movie secured yet, though, right? Both no, there's two, three two movies na. secured. Yeah. Yeah. There's, 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 there's three movies. And, um, the, the next yeah, door confirmed. Thing. Yeah. The, nice. uh, of course, like it's very, it's weird because like when you, before the movie started, when we were watching the trailers, Barry Keegan, um, the, uh, he was in Eternals as well. He was I, listed I, I, as one of the actors. I love him. He's in he's it, a really good actor. I love him in Eternals. His, in Eternals, the few scenes he was there, he he jumped out, made an impact. Yeah, and he I love how that you know he twist he jumped from cool to like villainy and then back to cool like you know he vacillates in whatever character he needs to be in but uh, he is uh, the Joker the few notes that I have here in terms of what kind of Joker this is Matt Reeves has since said that um, you know in in the in the pre post <laughs> pre post so like in the end scene of 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 Batman you can see him that has the green hair lots of 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 scars in his face so they're kind of drawing a lot from the new 52 but um, currently, the the intent is uh, all of, of Joker's deficiencies have been genetic. He didn't fall into the Aces chemical vat. Um, yep. It also says that um, he it was um, the 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 El El Rata Alada website had a lot of riddles are, around there, and then what they've mentioned was um. Uh, uh, after a couple of people have of um, uh, solved the riddle, they actually showed um, the five-minute deleted scene where it's a more Hannibal Lecter scene where where Batman we'll, we'll, was. We'll, we'll react. We'll watch it. There. We'll react. It. Also, so watch our next episodes for our reaction to the um, deleted the Batman deleted scene. But it is again Batman talking to. Uh, Joker asking for advice. So, hmm. um, yeah, well, you know, that's, you know, one of the discussions that I have is like, I felt weird about this scene with, with, with Joker and, and Riddler. Like, um, I was listening to a lot of kind of funny reviews and I think they were right. Either put both of the deleted scene and this end scene in the movie or take him out both. Because like one or the other was kind of like missing something for me. And 
I love Barry Keegan. I am excited for his Sid Joker, but I'm not sure because it's it's kind of like a little bit of Ledger, a little bit of Hamill. And I don't think I'd want that. I'd want like a totally new interpretation of, of Joker. But again, all of the all of the things that Matt Reeves has been saying was kind of of and, and it's giving me a little bit more hope because he says like this is not a Batman origin story. This is an origin story of his rogues gallery. So we get mm-hmm. to see Penguin, we get to see Riddler, we get to see Catwoman, and now we get to see Joker. So maybe Joker is not Joker yet here. Maybe in the next year, oh, it's, it's really hard to judge from that. Mm-hmm. What whatever was shown in the first in the first film for me, it's more of the re, the the thing with that scene with Joker and and the Riddler is it would cheapen it if the sequel was all about the Joker and there was no mm-hmm. Riddler. But if if they're working together in some capacity, or even if they're not, if they're both in the sequel as big villains then it's fine i i, I love it then the, 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 i think the, it's going the, to be like again scene. a rogues gallery of all of the villains yeah but maybe more maybe yeah, more villains yeah. than this so I, i'm so, fine uh, with the scene waiting for the sequel because i mean come on we just watched a great movie with batman so we can't just suddenly say that oh this ask for everything we're yeah. not no, i no, don't think anybody will it's, be... it's more it's more like we've just seen a great batman movie and then you're suddenly hesitant or you're suspicious about the future direction mm-hmm. this is the same guy who did this movie he's making mm-hmm. the next one so you know if you like this movie you're probably gonna like the next one so you know yeah no i mean again the idea here is just so far like we've we've known we've known trilogies before and the thing with these things is you you want to step up like even nolan kind of faltered a bit with dark knight uh, rises and this is the first time where we are all apprehensive about what type of joker who will take the mantle like he, he needs a very very strong character with the history of you know it, that's the problem with ledger that movie was kind of solidified to be the perfect batman movie perfect batman perfect villain perfect joker uh super surprising so everybody will start comparing barry barry Koenig Barry Koenig, Koenig uh, to to whatever all of the other back, uh, um, all of the other uh, uh, Batman villains. So so far, I'm I'm not I, I'm not jumping out of my seats yet. I'm not like oh let's go, but they, that's actually good. It's good that you know they're building something instead of trying to match or surpass something else. So either way, it's like I'm. This is a very strong franchise for me. So. All right. Is so, that any, any other no, so, thoughts? Um, yeah, I have uh, my two major complaints, but my two major issues with with this film. Number one, I like that they made it a detective movie. Mm-hmm. Made it like seven, but they didn't show mm-hmm. me that he's the greatest detective ever. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So that's my number mm-hmm. one issue. He never beat Riddler, he never overtook him, he never outsmarted him. In the end it was still blind luck with the with the police helping him with the Tucker and mm-hmm. physically at the end, which Riddler highlighted that he was the physical one. 
So even though we got a detective Batman, he's not the best detective. So I hope they I, I hope they can make it make him sm- smarter in the sequel. I don't know how, but I I still love it. I just like just I'm just saying that there's still room for growth in that in that aspect. Him being a detective. I mean, he is still year two. So year two, year two. Still, he, There's inklings there. There's like you know the buddy cop one. I really dug, but you're this 100% one percent right. It can. I hope there's a long game at play. So I'm fine if, if it there's a long game at play. I'm fine. Like he'll learn from his if if they make him like learning from mistakes and he'll get smarter. Perfect. Then that issue's gone from this movie. But for now, it's still there because that's the only one we have. And second, which I love also, but just uh, they just didn't pull it, push enough into it, or uh, like they didn't put enough into it in the movie is I love the shift from the vengeance to the hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there was no inklings in the middle. Ah, uh, yeah. From the, yeah. You're from right. The, You're right. It was first, like a little bit abrupt towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. There was no inkling in the first two. Like, there was no questioning. Is his path correct? There's no question like, is the vengeance thing correct? Maybe there's another side or there's hope or something. And then suddenly just switches it. I love that it happened. Yeah. I love that. I love that it became something. Like he saw that the, the he inspired bad guys as vengeance and stuff like that. And then it has to be the Batman that we know, the superhero Batman that we know that though he's dark, though he's a vigilante, we love him because he's an unstoppable force of hope. Oh, 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 unstoppable force that will always do good. And he's hope, you know. He'll never stop. He'll always do it. He'll always survive. He'll always do anything to, to do good. So those were, those were my, my two issues with the movie. We, well, I, I alluded to this during my non-spoiler review, which you didn't listen to. But I listened idea, to it in the bathroom. Yeah. This morning, <laughs> the, the, oh, the, and I, the movie, I wanted, yeah. What I wanted to reiterate is that this is our first Batman that is mostly the detective and still learning. Mm-hmm. So I love that fact. It, it's there's growth. Like you know, all right, this is the first of a trilogy, and that's the problem with the first of a trilogy. It's never going to be. They're not gonna show all their cards. They want to show, you know, version one, version two, there's going to be a better suit. There's going to be a better car. There's going to be better tech. So, and he's going to be better detective in the next one. So I kind of expected that. So that's, but the ceiling of that is low. The problem with having the this first Batman be the detective Batman is for people like Astrobox who've read a healthy number of, of Batman storylines. We are forced to kind of compare the other cooler Batmans before, right? You know, that's a, that's the things mm-hmm. like, like it's. I can't help to compare it to Long Halloween. I can't help to compare it to Hush. I can't help to compare it to all of the Batmans, even just like the animated ones. Where you know, my favorite one is like the Justice League against Darkseid, where he fucking stole um, uh, Green Lantern's ring out of his finger and deduced what it was and how it was activated in a span of five seconds. I can't, you know, in that Batman All-Star where he painted the entire room yellow and beat the shit out of, uh, of Green Lantern because he mm-hmm. kind of understood like the, the, the weakness and the opposites of it. So that's kind of where the, the comics has such a longer history of these detective ones um, that 
that kind of not necessarily sour, but limited the the maximum potential of this movie. On the other hand, if I don't know anything about the comics, the three hours, three hours was rough. I mean, it, it's if you if this movie could have been condensed to like two and a half, maybe two hours, 45, you know, you can, there's so many things that could have been cut out here um, cinematically to make a tighter story and make it more enjoyable for people that is experiencing Batman for the first time. But none of those are bad. Like it's just an excess of good stuff. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. that's kind of like where I'm the, the, the excitement that I have is I like the foundation that they've built. Uh, I like the ver- this version of the Batman, his physicality, his his practical ninja sense. Like I, the, I can still, I'm still geeking out. Like, how come we've never had a Batman where the footsteps were like part of the act? Because it's always him showing up and always him disappearing, which I always thought was cool. But I never thought like sound would make it even yeah, cooler. Yeah, they, they turned it upside down. So. I really, I really dug that. I love Jim Gordon. I am most importantly in this movie. I love how they built Gotham. You know, the Gotham feels practical. It looks cool. It doesn't look like a New York. It doesn't look like a Chicago. It doesn't look like a Detroit. Uh, it doesn't look like a London. They actually um, filmed a lot of it. But they in, shot it in London, right? Yeah, in Liverpool. So it's like it's it's kind of like, uh, and then they CGI'd a lot of it to make sure that it is kind of true. It's like thing. Bruce Wayne, if you're in a city and you want to be in, in and out of the crowd, you're not living in some fucking mansion outside the city limits. You're living in the fucking giant building, right? So everything seems practical and, I, and all the decisions are great. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, this is such a, a cool movie, uh, but let's go with, with you, Jay, first. What do you think, what did you think about the movie before we start like dropping our, our ratings and our favorite stuff about it? Um, I like the movie. I agree with you that it's a tad bit long. Had they trimmed it just a few minutes here and there to make it two and a half, it, it would be more comfortable. But it doesn't mean that it's a bad movie. I still like the... I, I like that... that um, I liked every scene almost. Um, I just didn't like that Bruce Wayne had some long hair. Maybe he would look better if he had a little bit of a shorter hair. I don't know. He didn't look so handsome, well, playboy, he philanthropist. He, well, he wasn't a playboy. He wasn't a philanthropist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He, he was a recluse. He, he was, was a recluse. the anti-recluse. I actually love that. He was a recluse, so he, he looked the part. I know, he did, he did. But, you know, the initial thought of Batman from what we're used to was that, you know, debonair, dashing debonair man. But I like um, his face fitting on the mask. It's it looks good, so good for me, yeah, um, yeah. Overall, I really enjoyed it. Plus the fact that I got to see it in the big screen and Amen. with one of my best friends. So Amen. that was that was. So going forward, uh, we're gonna be watching the big movies now. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, for sure. Fuck yeah. you, no, no, making an executive <laughs> decision. Nobody's watching with anybody. Everybody needs to watch individually by themselves. <laughs> separate cinemas um all right you know let's i mean we're running a bit long but this is one mm. of a, one of the best movies and mm-hmm. we want to close out this episode by 
you know, doing some awards for the Batman. Oh, sure. um, so let's start with the movie's MVP first. Shabak, who do you think was this movie's MVP? Oh, Robert Pattinson. Okay. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, no, okay. no. Robert Pattinson. Yeah, no, no yeah. worries about that. I know qualms about I, that. I I agree. I think you know he is a stellar Batman. I think um, the character-wise, I like how this is established. Uh, but of course, favorite you know super shout out to fucking Zoe Kravitz. This is their their chemistry on screen was palpable. I they their partnership was like I would love. I hope that every movie Catwoman is there. Me too. For for with me, a, with... the surprise one is Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon, yeah, yeah, I loved good. him. I loved him. It was so good. Really cool. Um, anybody want to share their favorite mo- moment in the movie? Oh, so many. Um, andame, pero yeah. the fight scene with the mm-hmm. where the lights was still all the hallway scene. Always Which seen. was shot practically too. That's not CGI. They literally used mm-hmm. the, uh, the 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 blank uh, uh, explosions from the bullets to light the scene. So that was super cool. That's one of my favorite scenes too. Um, one of my favorite moment was when uh, I think Robert Pattinson was caught uh, ogling at Catwoman when <laughs> Catwoman was wearing his contact lens and looking at herself in the mirror. So yeah. Like that. And then, yeah, the, you know, the moments with the contact lens was something that I never thought that that was like such a small touch, such a practical touch made sense. And it also made sense because like the receiver needs to be nearby, right? You know, the the receiver of the video, it's not like it's recording on the fucking contact lens. So that's super cool too. That's right. Uh, In all of the movies that we've seen, who's your favorite? For me, my favorite moment. Oh, good. Was uh, in the end, Batman saving people. Mm. Just like okay. like a like a uh, first responder. It just like uh, we haven't seen that a lot in the superhero. That's movie. true. A real hero down in that dirty. costume must stink like high hell. In the water, dirty water. The water, leather, uh, sweat, sewer. Uh, all right. So favorite Catwoman. We have Zoe Kravitz. We have Anne Hathaway. We have. Halle Berry. Uh, we have uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. The, the Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, this is a. This is when I was thinking about it. This is rough. This is tough. This really is tough. Because like, I love Zoe Kravitz, but I don't think Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Be. Yeah. I don't know. I still I, think I, that she was. I really like. Basically, I really liked Anne Hathaway. Oh yeah, I see. Loki Anne Hathaway was a good, like, really hot, ninety. Like I, I liked her. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, like, like look or uh, yeah, up story, to you. I'm. Uh, I don't know. I'm, everybody... I'm voting Zoe Kravitz because it's the first time ever where a Catwoman was. Not a villain, but also not a partner of Bruce, but mm-hmm. was a villain and a partner of Bruce. Like, like they were like together. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of weird. So I love how this their their chemistry is, and it's the first time that I even think that 
Michelle Pfeiffer was going to be matched. So I'm going to give it to Zoe Kravitz on for my vote. Mm-hmm. Um, gorgeousness, I would go for Zoe Kravitz. For actual Catwoman uh, persona, Michelle Pfeiffer still. Where she got crazy and she, you know, she had this LED light at the back or this lights that says hello there. Mm-hmm. And then she breaks the O and the T, L here. And she starts oh, making her own oh, letters. Oh, fuck, I too. forgot about that. that the Dude, she, so was, cool. she was awesome. She, that was, I love that persona of Catwoman. But but I also have to give it to Zoe Kravitz where um, she's not an actual thief. Mm-hmm. She's just the woman who just wants to get what's hers from her dad. Um, she just wants to find her friend. You know, she was she was trying to do the right thing in a town that was very unforgiving. So I also like this angle. And she's so hot. She's really hot. Um, all right, so we have Zoe, we have Anne, we have Michelle. Good, I mean, at least very balanced uh, opinions. Uh, here's here's where it gets dicey. Like we've seen a bunch of of Batman villains now. Who is? Let's. Here's the thing. Give me your top two, and rank them. Batman movie villains. Right, right. I can start. What you guys think? So for me, in this movie, Riddler, dope, super strong. Love him, love the character, love how it was written, love that he is both physical and intellectual. Like, you know, he's more Batman and Batman, like I mentioned at the start. Unfortunately, no one will topple Ledger, mm-hmm. right? So yes. Ledger will always be number one. Like, that Joker is just amazing. Um, you know, we have Talia al Ghul, we have Bane. We have Ra's al Ghul, all very, very strong villains. So for yeah. me, it used to be Ledger and then um, um, Ra's al Ghul. Mm-hmm. I'm putting Riddler number two here. I, I really like this particular version of it because he did so many things and killed so many people by himself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, so I, I'm going to... Yeah, I'll, I'll go with no, you. I'll go with you also. Nobody's touching Ledger. But Riddler's a good number two because he did more and mm-hmm. he was a more well-rounded character. He, yep. he you know yeah. his motivations, you know his reasoning, why he did these things. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a blanket statement to cleanse Gotham for for uh, the good uh, for the good of the world. So yeah, and he was smart. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Jay. So. Jim Carrey, Riddler, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Mr. Freeze. I knew, it. I knew it. I knew it. Classic. The best. Time to the chill. Okay, best. It's so cool in here. Wait, sorry. Oh, were right. we choosing the worst villains? I know. I was like, really? No, but okay. I, I, I agree with you guys. 100%. Heath Ledger, I'm sorry. He's amazing just the best joker um and riddler here surprisingly was he's not comedic he's not he's dark he's disturbed and i love this he's unconsciously funny like that's the thing with the with the twitch stuff i i i yeah 
I was like slamming the, it's like, fuck, that is so real. Like, thanks for the like, like, don't forget to like and subscribe. It's like, holy shit, that is so cool. Uh, But you have to give special mention to Colin Farrell. He fantastically pulled Penguin amazingly well. Love it. We're actually, for that, just a great character. What He wasn't really a villain yet. A sense. No, I mean, yeah. he was a bad guy. Maybe in the next. He's being set up. He's battle. being set up for sure. As you can see, once now that there's a power vacuum, like he's going yeah. to be, you know. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. This is going to be the tougher part. Uh, that's easy. We have a lot of Batman yeah. movies. We are going to rank our top three Batman movies off the dome, off the top. What is your top three Batman movies? In and rank them. So let's start with you, Jay. Batman movies, um, Christian Bale ones, still number one for me. Uh, so which one? Uh, the the first Dark one, Knight. The Dark Knight. Okay. The Dark Knight. That's the second that. one. That's the second uh, one. Oh, what was the first one? Batman Begins. Begins. Oh, but I, where, okay. We're Batman ranking. Begins. Razal Ghul, Liam Neeson, Batman, bad guy. Liam Neeson. Uh, Origin story. No, oh. not. Well, it's it wasn't bad, also, but uh, it was great. But yeah, uh, top three. Top three, top two. What do you say? Yeah, let's see. Top three. Top three. Top three. Yeah. Top three. Oh, and just see, Dark Knight uh, is she Bane, right? No, Dark Knight is Dark Joker. Crisis. Dark Knight Rises is Bane. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, okay. Well, so, tama nga. so the Dark Knight is my number one. Number two, I would say the Batman. Um, this kind of really puts it up. And then number three would be Michael Keaton's Batman. Nah, eight Batman, 89. Shavax, what's your top 89. three? Oh, for the first one, easy Dark Knight. Nothing, yep. nothing still... The, the, that still had everything the the tension throughout the movie was just palpable for that um, it's yes. long but I didn't feel it this one 98% I didn't feel it but you know the, like the car scene the three hours got to you right yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's the thing like, I no, was like, the, dark night was, <laughs> the dark night ran long too like two and a half I think it was pretty close too but I think two and a half was it's acceptable. It really, there's this certain length of time that you're like, you just can't Third. keep still. Yeah. Third no matter one. how comfortable it was. I mean, best, a uh, favorite. I mean, the 89 Batman is special because it's the first one. Mm-hmm. Mm. But best, it was done really well. I'll probably have to go with uh, Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, good choice. But before before we move on, um shout out to this movie having no fucking flashbacks. Oh yeah. interesting. I didn't even th- think about I that. I love that. Mm. You know, especially for a first Good movie, point. Good you point. Think like a flashback to the past of watching Bruce Wayne Young, thinking about him. Mm-hmm. So no, that, that's a good one for this one. Right. So uh, still, still second for this one. Like, uh, yeah. like you I, said, uh, like thought... you said, like you said, this one is the first one. So mm-hmm. 
Dark Knight is a little above because it already had the world set up. So everything was just click firing on all cylinders from the start to finish. Um, but yeah, like uh, the issues that I had, uh, the vengeance to hope, it wasn't handled perfectly from the start. And the other issue of the, you know, Detective Batman, but not the best. But that, that issue can go away if they have the long game, like I said. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. aside from that... Like the improvements. Yeah. So, But aside from that, yeah, everything was, was perfect. Yeah, I think I'm I'm aligned with you guys. It's it's it would be a miracle if there is going to be a Batman movie that will topple the Dark Knight as the best Batman movie. Uh, yes. Does this new franchise has you know it has the potential to do it? Like it, the ingredients mm-hmm. are all there. Um, maybe there's a, a cooler villain than Joker that they can do on the second or the third movie that will kind of put it into consideration. Maybe even beat out. Uh, Dark Knight Rise, uh, the Dark Knight, but I highly doubt it. But so Here, this one was like I, I was happy. Oh, I don't think they can beat the Dark Knight, but mm-hmm. they can. The trilogy. Inch, may, maybe they can inch out the trilogy, the Nolan trilogy. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. As same. That's current. Yeah, mm. like so, so far, like you, you have a higher floor with this because mm-hmm. the Nolan trilogy, Batman Begins, was stellar. I, the way that you know the the Nolan it's the, storytelling about Ra's al Ghul. It's the Jordan again, it's versus Nolan. LeBron. The Jordan yeah. LeBron. That's right. 100%. The Jordan. But again, it's Nolan. The Dark Knight. The Nolan peak is just you can't beat six championships out of six. Yeah. But then if you have uh, you know ten finals, fifteen finals, or something like that. Yeah, twenty years yeah. of uh, of dominant. No, yeah. So that's that's kind of and but also it's just like. The good thing about this is like Nolan storytelling twists, Matt Reeves cinematography, action and grounded. So there are there you can on equal footing compare them to something that would be that. So but Dark Knight yeah. will be number one, and this is my solid solid number two. Like this is like I I when I was watching this, my debate was whether it will be Batman Begins, because Batman Begins is such an amazing. Origin story for a Batman as well, and it was a big mm-hmm. surprise at the time because nobody was super surprised. Everybody was expecting it to fail, hundred percent. And then you know the way that they made it grounded story, so like that will still be my solid number three. So hopefully, my hope is like this new franchise they have a good stable start. It might drop mm-hmm. down to like maybe. The next movie is even better than this one. And then so the next movie will be number two. And then it will bump the Batman down to number three. So essentially two out of the three spots is Matt Reeves versus or Nolan. Like Nolan. Dark Knight and then three bat three Matt Reeves and then yep. mm-hmm. begins and yep. rises. I, I still love rises compared to most people, but no. Yeah, Rises for me was was good. I mean, I I there's the thing is like you know just like the breaking of the back and surviving real quick and then showing up. Some issues, with, yeah, definitely some issues. Some issues, yeah. but issues on general, big swaths love Anne Hathaway. Yeah, love Anne Hathaway. Um, hmm. love and the, end, the ending, the ending was. Yeah, yeah that that that, that ending um, montage with the. Uh, um, with the in France Alfred, or something. Alfred, Alfred? In France. oh my god, and then, and then we get the. Uh, um, JGL, JGL, yeah. yeah in, in I love it. Cave. So it's good. Um, the sound. All right, um, The last, the last one. This is all right. There's no rankings here, 
You have to pick one. Who is your favorite Batman now? This is going to be tough because like you have, you know, Pat, our Pat's kind of crushed it, but Christian Bale has three movies on her, under his belt. Mm. I'm not going to judge if, you know, Trebox, I know your favorite is still Batfleck. I'm not going to judge. I think it's the best suit. It's George um, Clooney. Oh, no, before. before Val Kilmer? No, no, seriously, before. Adam West. Before this movie, my favorite Bruce Wayne was Ben Affleck. Bruce Wayne, uh-huh. not uh-huh. Batman. My it's... favorite suit is Batfleck. No, for me, no. That, if That's you put, still my favorite. If you put Batfleck in the middle of a crime scene surrounded by policemen, he's going to mm-hmm. look like a clown. Yeah, well, well, right in 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 this universe, yes. but in that universe where you have Superman and Flash and suits, I don't know. It still looked, still looked iffy for me. But yeah, he That's, was my favorite Bruce Wayne because he just had the flair of the. He was the quintessential billionaire playboy philanthropist. Mm-hmm. Agree. So the the short scenes that he had as a Bruce. But favorite, like we're talking about. The character of Batman, Batman. Bruce Batman. Wayne slash well, Batman, call, com, com, like the Every, Batman, everybody, is... this character who embodies mm. everything about mm. him. For now, it's still Bale, just because he has mm. three. Yeah, but uh, Robert Robert Pattinson is like Cute. he has a better he has yeah. a better start. Yeah, let's just yeah. let's just get yeah. to that. Let's get it that way. He has a better start. So, Bye, DJ. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, so like, yeah. go JJ. No, good, good, good. No, so it's like uh, somebody averaging thirty-five points per game, but he scored thirty-five, mm. forty, thirty-five. Our Pat scored forty-five in the first game. So mm-hmm. you know, let's see, yeah. let's see where it goes. Agree. There's still not enough Bruce Wayne here. Oh, definitely. So we'll, we'll because see. he's a recluse, as you said. Uh, no, yeah, so, I know, I know. So I, I like that they went that route. It's different. But I hope they... I, I'm not, not that hope. I'm curious to see where they bring it. Because they're not going to keep it the same in the next one. That would just be boring. And I mean, there's no progress. So there's going to be progress. And I want to see... I want to see how they handle it. Yeah, Jay. Same. Um, just because Bale has had more screen time, and I think he had a good balance between him being Bruce Wayne and him being Batman. So I like that. Um, and for Robert Pattinson, this is the first of hopefully many movies that's uh, as Batman. So um, he's a very, very close contender. And I, I like his Batman a lot. I like his entrance where he reveals himself. Love it. Like, fuck you. I'm coming. And you know I'm coming. Fear. <laughs> Fear yeah. me. And I uh How are you, John? Yeah, good closing this out. It's that was my 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 meditation because I you know I wanted I want a fair fight between all the Batman, like you know, even Batfleck, um, uh, you know, even you know uh Keaton, because I think Keaton is still it's just been so long since we've seen him, but he had the the best crazy Batman. Like you can really see the mm-hmm. the, the 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 tormented soul uh, behind both Batman and Bruce Wayne. So, kind of did a little bit of refresher watching him. But 
our Pats has, I think, the potential to knock out Bale. Everybody. And, and Bale yeah. right now, the only reason why he's top is he is super consistent, top, solid movies, solid acting, solid Batman, solid Bruce Wayne. Not the best Batman, not the best Bruce Wayne, right? But, but above yeah. average of both. So he kind of like takes the cake. So, but I'm very excited to see the second and third um, Matt Reeves Batman because I do think maybe a little bit of a better suit, maybe a little bit more um, Bruce Wayne time, maybe a little bit more interaction with yeah. Alfred, then we can really see the character shine. But right now, it's like it's perfect for this movie because again, you know, it's the movie is the Batman. <laughs> it's like it's literally just Batman the entire time. So I was like, all right, cool. All I'm right, curious so for I'm, the sequ- what they'll name the sequel as well. Yeah, is it just gonna so, be the Batman two, and or um, and also subtitle for sure. What uh, Arpat has with him is everybody wanted Christian Bale to be Bruce. Nobody mm-hmm. wanted Robert Pattinson to be well, not nobody, but a lot of people were were, were like worried, worried. Yeah, no, they were like uh, screaming, maybe like. 75% as much as they were screaming when they cast Heath Ledger as Joker. And he had that mm. same same kind of turnaround, yep. you know? Not not as much as not as much vitriol as wh- when they cast Heath. Not as not as high as how Heath uh, nailed it. We were pretty, we were part close. of that. When when Ledger was um uh, casted, I remember we were talking about we were so disappointed because the other oh, names that not were me, associated- I, I trusted Nolan. Uh, I, I mean, I know I remember having this conversation saying that you know that the the, the other people that were in in the running, running was Johnny Depp, um, uh, what's Vision's name? Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Everybody wanted the role, but you know Nolan picked Ledger. So I was like, ah, ten things I hate about you, Heath Ledger. Are you I fucking know, kidding? Me? I know, right? But yeah. the uh, first what five minutes of that movie sold. Like, I mean. No, what sold me was the the they released uh, a teaser of how he transformed himself to be a joke. No, no, no. Prepared. It was a teaser, just the audio. Oh, the why so serious? That, yeah. No, the la- no, the laugh. Mm. It was just the laugh. The, the that gap. The manical laugh. So All right. That, yeah, that's it. That's it. Finally, let's rate this movie out of ten. Close out the episode. Uh, Trubox, how will you rate the Batman in the uh, plus six three HP rating rubric scale? Uh, a nine masterpiece. <laughs> I'm, break- <laughs> nine I'm, masterpiece. <laughs> I'm breaking the rubrics, yeah. but it it fits. It's it's a very very strong nine. Just mm-hmm. though some of some issues and a little long, but mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved every second of it. It was it was so great. Jay, it deserves a, it would deserve a ten, but due to some imperfections, its length, mm-hmm. um, it falls to a nine. But it's an amazing nine. Don't get me wrong, fantastic, fantastic nine. We are we ran the this is a straight flash all nines because same exact same sentiment. If this were trimmed to like two and a half hours, and if Maybe we took out the Joker scene for now, and then I think that would that would have been it. It would have been perfect for me. Like so small, 
minor, minor adjustments. Um, but yes, but because of that, it's hard to put a tan on something. But this is one of those. They could things. have put the Joker scene in the end credits. Yeah, if if you made that a teaser scene at the post credit, yeah, that would have been. Or a month from now, they could have released that as you know another marketing ploy if if they were gonna release the it because like this was gonna be released in HBO Max in in April 19th. forty days yeah right and soon so um, if they could have done that maybe a week before the release on HBO Max to drum up the hype that would have been better but um, yeah I understand that they wanted to kind of inch they 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 wanted to ensure like yo there's gonna be three more two more movies make sure to buckle up so. That's Again, true. I'm I'm not in that seat, so just personal preference. I would have loved for that to be taken out. Just to it's it's more of the time you could have taken out seven minutes, five minutes of that movie without that. All right, so well, um, that's it. Um, again, uh, great conversation. Looking forward to next week's discussion of Moon Knight. Fuck, that's going to be fun. And the second episode of Halo. Uh, the Pirates also, uh, the Korean movie is going to be a fun discussion. So join us in that. Make sure that you like and subscribe in our channel. Follow us in our socials and listen to us in our podcast if you do not want to watch our movies. Final goodbyes, Jay. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's uh, review session. Uh, we certainly did. We'd love to hear more from you guys. So please continue to like and comment. We promise we do respond and we listen to your advice too. So thank you for all those that interacted with us. Please continue to do so. Shabbat. Yeah, amazing. Amazing movie. Can't wait to watch it again. And thanks for staying with us. I am eager to watch it again in a cinema where I can eat and drink again. So again, I think this is one of those movies that the more that you watch it, the more that you get to enjoy. So I'm excited. Again, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Thank you for subscribing. Please share us to your friends and family. Join us in a conversation. And we hope to see you in the next video. Goodbye. Ciao.